0: From the studios, formerly known as Day Job Studios, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything, including this week, what I think might be one of the most preposterous things we've ever discussed, we are finally reaching a show topic that has been in our Tickler File for many, many months, and I can't wait to hear what these two ladies have to say about me using the term Tickler File from the Tickler Studios. <laughs> In New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne, definitely with a plan this week, Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Bobby. Let's just move right on past that tickler file. (laughs) Disgusting. And in the pool party and youth softball studios, (laughs) are you going to let me do your intro? No, no, go ahead. (laughs) In historic Austin, Texas. (laughs) <laughs> it's Rallery Garrett Livingston Butler good morning Rallery
1: I love it I that okay so Rallery was the was the um word of the day on whatever thing that I subscribed to and nothing rhymes with Hillary except pillory so I was like well this is close. and it's what is it? it's to uh like nicely tease basically and I was like that's me yes. good
0: humored teasing or in yes. French mid-17th century
1: R A I L L E R Y. I love a double L
0: so I'm glad we got a we got a word of the day
1: here. <laughs> Link to that. <laughs> um yes, and Thank you, free dictionary dot <laughs> or whatever. And that is all this house is is now it's transitioning to pool time slash baseball softball playoffs. So
0: here we go. We're going to do a little bit of small talk. Believe it or not, that wasn't the actual small talk. We're going to do actual <laughs> small talk, followed by, again, a premise that we will describe momentarily and Anne's going to lead us through uh, with a level of scientific uh, specificity that is um, just generally uncalled for for that conversation, <laughs> followed by Tishi Recommends Housekeeping and How to Get Involved with the Show. Hillary, yes. this is our first show after the Oscars. Yes. And um, I, I have a feeling you have opinions about the Oscars.
1: I do. Um, And it's so funny when the Oscars, like, you know, they were just Sunday. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it was 12,000 years ago. It was like, oh, yeah, the Oscars were this week. That's crazy. But I mean, I, yes, I have opinions and I will be brief about it because there's been 12,000 other podcasts discussing and breaking down. um, I can tell you I haven't
0: heard any of them. (laughs)
1: Well, I'll say that um, I admire what they were trying to do in that. As someone who is a, you know, Oscar historian, not really, but somebody who's, you know, thought about the Oscars a lot. It seems to me like they were trying to do like a 1920s, how the Oscars used to be like a luncheon at like a bank, you know, kind of a cabaret sort of situation where it was really relaxed. And the setting was very cool. It's Union Station in Los Angeles, which is beautiful. Um, but it it just doesn't work. It I don't know. I, I get that it was a different time and I respect that they were trying to do something different because of what's going on. But please do not tell me that all of these people, every single fucking person in this this union station has been vaccinated since, like, two years ago. Like, all of them are vaccinated. If I'm vaccinated, they're all vaccinated. So I found that, a, like, a, as Luke Burbank says, like, Theater, like it was a little bit of protection theater. So I thought that was a little bit silly. Oh, yeah, but that to model good behavior, right? True, right. absolutely true. Um, but I don't know. I, I didn't hate. I didn't hate it as much as some people. But I, I like. I found some things very cool. I thought Regina King um, walking in was cool, and I thought, oh, this is like very Soderbergh, like this is like Ocean's Eleven. You know, I'm gonna really dig this. It seems neat, and then it just, I don't know. There was. The pacing was weird. It was sort of filmed oddly. They needed curtains in there because it seemed too sunny for the situation. I mean, I know it's California, but it seemed like the sunlight was streaming in, and I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love that. They, Based I, on the
0: movies that were nominated this year, that room was the sunniest thing on display for
1: sure. And yeah. it is. It is such a weird year, you know. And the movies are not odd. I mean, there there were some, you know, well thought of movies. It was just, nothing weird
0: at all about my Octopus Teacher.
1: Well. I mean, or. yeah, and and they're just smaller movies. There's not a blockbuster, and everybody was saying, "Oh, like nobody's watching the Oscars." Well, obviously, one, a lot of people haven't seen the movies. Two, the only year that the Oscar, the only years that the Oscars give like really, really big ratings in these days when there's not a monoculture and not everybody is seeing everything, is when there are big movies like. Obviously, Titanic or Lord of the Rings or something like that. That's what people actually watch because they care about the movies. When it's, like, the artist, nobody gives a shit. You know, I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't really care about this. Um, it was cool to see, um, you know, Daniel Kaluuya win. And, uh, like, there were some cool wins and some neat speeches. Um, and I always love it. I just – I wish it was more about – <laughs> I like when they play clips. I'm a sucker for a montage. So I was like, where are the montages? Um, Because I want to feel something set to like beautiful, dramatic music. Um, But it was weird. It was fine. Next year will be different. I'm calling my shot right now. I think In the Heights is going to be win or get a lot of awards, So it'll be a little bit like there's going to be In the Heights. There's going to be West Side Story, which whatever. Again, I don't really know why they're remaking it, but. Fine, fine, fine. Um, so this I think is going to be
0: the year of, of remade Broadway musical movies, isn't yes, it?
1: Yes, yes. So I think it'll be a little bit more, like, jazzy. And, like, I'm planning on going to see a movie in the theater, and people are going to be able to see movies. So it, I think it'll be different next year. And, you know, I, I applaud people for trying something different. It just, like, it didn't quite work. That's my
0: summation. Yeah. And what was your experience with the Oscars? Oh, there were Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: I, um, let's see. They did an excellent, they had an excellent conversation post-Oscars on Keep It this week. Yes, they did. Yes, and they And I recommend did. that yes, everybody listen to that. Yeah. I thought, I found it very informative and interesting, so. Yes,
1: I agree. I totally agree. And, um, uh, uh there were a few, there were some people that I... Keep it, and um, Little Goldman had really good conversations. Just They are like a little bit more nuanced. Um, But actually, the best part of the Oscars was we had a lovely conversation on the Tishi Facebook page. It was really, really, really fun. I love, thank you for everybody who participated because I really enjoyed it. And it was, you know, it was like I was in college again where I was watching in the like common room of my dorm with all of my college friends. It was, so it was really fun. I appreciate it.
2: I read Thanks. all those comments. I did not watch the Oscars, but I went through the next day and read all like 278 comments or whatever, and enjoyed it so. I
1: know it was really fun.
2: It was At really, times, really I fun. had no idea what you guys were referring to, but
1: um, oh, and also, this is the one thing that I think that I was surprised by. I was actually surprised that the producers really don't know who wins the oscars yeah that is clear <laughs> right yeah they would not have put that oscar last and i haven't seen the father i've heard that it's you know actually he does a really remarkable job and it's you know it, it, he earned his his oscar it was just really awkward it was this just is
0: a, this is a king lear situation right so yeah, yeah, he's yeah. losing his shit and yeah. and his daughters probably yeah. also losing his shit yeah. so like I he was know. cast well
1: uh, yeah, so I I I think that it was just you know they tried to maximize and you know Christy and I both said oh he's gonna win he's definitely gonna win put all your money on that like one everybody so.
2: everybody yeah. said Chadwick Chadwick yeah. Boseman was gonna Boseman win. win. Yeah, so
0: just to be short, uh, if you'd like to hit the the uh, donation button on the website, uh, we have got a couple of champs. <laughs>
1: I know we got to get out of. I owe my bookie money. Get me f- out of the this future.
0: <laughs> the future of Relly's legs over there is looking a little questionable. Oh no! We finally got rid of Mike. The last thing we need is another. Of
1: lives. Uh, okay, well, that's it for Oscars. It was it was a grand time. Join us next year. Hopefully, it'll be in
0: March and not April. My biggest problem with the comments on the facebook page was that um i was on an airplane watching the oscars on mute intermittently and the comments were about 30 seconds ahead of the, <laughs> of the airplane. i
2: think we can agree that's how the it aussie it's intended for you to experience the oscars that's
1: really the best way totally right. absolutely um okay bobby
0: life update what's going on yeah what isn't going on i know uh i was on an airplane sunday night because we were coming back from toledo we went for the weekend, Sam ran a half marathon, and we saw my godsons for the first time in many months. Mm-hmm. Those pictures was... were so cute, Bobby. They really are cute. adorable. And um, they are little troublemakers. So it's Charlie and Arthur. We're working on nicknames. Arthur's the harder one. We don't want to call him Art um, mm-hmm. or Artie or, um, yeah, I don't know. We're, we've been calling him Toro. Uh, sort of our Tuscanini. Uh, yeah, so now I'm calling him Maestro. So Thurman? Can we go with Thurman? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe. That could work. <laughs> I feel like the nickname being as long as the original name just <laughs> it. it does kind of defeat uh, the point. I mean, Maestro and Arthur's the same too, so it's tough. But yes, the boys are growing up rapidly fast. Um, and uh, we didn't bring any presents this time, but we send stuff, and so their house is just bursting at the seams with books. Because I forget, I enrolled Charlie in one of these like kids' book of the month clubs when he was basically born. And then when Arthur came along, I just added his name to it and they just keep coming and coming. And I realized, oh right, there are dozens of books in your house now. Sorry. Um and then toys. Like we buy all the big backyard toys because we want to spoil. Sam and I want to be like, you know, godparents. It's like grandparents, right? Yes. We don't have to do any work. We just yeah. get to um, off show presents. our affection with money. Um <laughs> and the boys just have this, you know, backyard set up and so they're riding those um What are those bikes with no pedals that they just kind of coast on? Glider, like a glider bike. Who had those when we were kids? I just learned how to crash a bike until I knew how to ride (laughs) it. I know, exactly. Uh, (laughs) They were doing that and just running around. And and the memory I'll share is, uh, because I'll remember it forever, we're all sitting out on the driveway getting ready to leave uh, to come back on Sunday afternoon. And the boys are playing and... They're the parents, uh, Josh and Kate, who I adore. They're best friends of mine from college. Are uh, they're they're pretty strict parents. It's loving. It's not overbearing, but they are pretty strict. I think they know it. I don't think it'll be a shock if they hear me say it here. Uh, They came over to give us hugs for a minute. They left the boys unattended uh, for about thirty seconds, and don't we turn around and they're playing with a lighter in the garage? (laughs) (laughs) That
2: sounds about right. Parker kids. Yep. (laughs)
0: they knew exactly where it was and they just zero it was one of those like log grill lighters it's our
2: time (laughs) do you guys remember i know you must what were they called that we had speaking of bikes and things pre-bike uh big
1: wheels yes yeah remember those yeah Yeah. absolutely i
2: love those to go racing down the driveway on those and then you know you hit the back pedal brakes on those but i was just remembering the one that i had was a dukes of hazard Ooh. One and it had you know <laughs> sticker decals all over it to you sure. know, generally it up and there was the decal of the Confederate flag <laughs> on the we seat just, back.
1: We were just well, okay I mean, with it in the spirit of the Dukes of the Boys of the Dukes of Hazzard. I mean, it's I really...
2: didn't know I was six, no, no, no.
1: Yeah. but <laughs> Your it was another. Probably were like, hmm, that's weird, but whatever. She likes the show, so.
2: I don't know. My parents probably never thought about it. (laughs) Flying Uh. the rebel flag through your neighborhood in (laughs) suburban Minnesota.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I had a big wheel at some point, but I also had distinct visual memories of Bobby's world, which, of course, the entire intro is. Oh,
2: yeah, that's right.
0: The big wheel. So. And, you know, I was a little white kid with dark hair, so I looked like the cartoon kind of. A weirdly wide head. Sure. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, big wheels. Absolutely. And then I had a tricycle that I rode until I was really way too big for it. And then one year, the Easter Bunny brought me a two-wheel bike. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I got the biggest haul from the Easter Bunny of anybody in the neighborhood that year. I I think it was because somebody dropped the ball at Christmas.
2: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that's more of a Santa (laughs) thing than an Easter
0: Bunny thing. But yeah. Totally. Exactly. Do they coordinate? And then the Tooth Fairy paid my college tuition. Now, um, <laughs> uh, they should coordinate, obviously. What do they do the rest of the year? I mean, there's somewhere there's just a there's just like a rumpus room where the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are playing cards and smoking cigars, right? Because they're off 360 something days a year. Well, what there, the, there is a room down in the bowels <laughs> of South Hill Center the
2: mall that, one of the malls that I used to work at, where if you were going down into the core of the building and you were going to go take the trash down or whatever, there was a room you would walk by, and occasionally it was open if it was December or around Easter, and one or the other of them would be sitting in there. The And maybe, like, Santa would be in there taking a load off. Sure. And then there was the bunny's <laughs> head in the corner.
0: Uh. So, <laughs> God... <laughs> So your your seasonal mascot break room. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I guess no matter what holiday it is, it still smells like, sh- you know, schnapps and sadness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, one of the funniest things I've ever read, I want to reread it because I just remember like crying laughing. It was in Me Talk Pretty one day, the David Sedaris book where he talks, he's in France and he's talking about like the Easter Bunny. And they're all like, what the fuck is the Easter Bunny? Like that is not something that's like a French thing. And theirs is like a bell that brings chocolate or something like that. Like, that's their symbol of Easter. And it is really funny. Like, why is the Easter Bunny... I mean, I'm sure this is not something... I don't have to scratch the surface too much. But, like... Bunnies don't lay eggs. Like, Why is right. the Easter Bunny bringing eggs? I don't understand. What do eggs have to do with Easter? It's so weird.
0: It's one of these universal truths. Bunnies don't lay eggs and jet fuel can't melt steel beams. These are things we just need to come to terms with.
1: Don't think too hard. Uh, as long as they still have that Cadbury bunny. in yeah, the I commercial is going right, <laughs> I right. know. Since
0: 1983, that's all we need. I had a distinct lack of caramel uh, Cadbury eggs this year. I I forget if we've gone on the record about this one way or the other. I am anti-Cadbury cream egg. I don't Mm -hmm. like the grainy texture of the filling, but I love a Cadbury caramel egg. And I think I could only find a couple this year. Mm -hmm. By the time I went to look for them, they were gone. And and the thing I love that I couldn't find is the mini ones that come in the uh, 12 Mm -hmm. carton. Uh Because the ratio of caramel to chocolate is just right on those. I just don't understand why we have to choose between...
2: Yes. The original in
0: caramel. No, hey, you're true. Yeah, there's no... If you like both, I mean, by all means, celebrate. I believe I, mean, I, have, I... I have one in the freezer right now. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I know what you're doing after the show. <laughs> <'cause> now... <laughs> yeah, that was definitely on the list for Small Talk. Uh, what sure. else in my life... <laughs> So we came back from Toledo, saw the boys, they were great, if anybody wants pictures, shoot me a text, I'm happy to, or or a message, or Facebook, or whatever, and I'm happy to. I'm not going to put pictures of the children I can't legally consent the pictures of onto the Facebook page, but Mm -hmm. you're welcome to ask me privately.
2: You look like fun Uncle Bobby, not creepy Uncle Bobby.
0: Thank you. I try so hard not to look like creepy Uncle Bobby. (laughs) And I say that as someone who has childhood pictures of my uncle holding me as a baby wearing, like, the classic big 80s aviator knockoffs and (laughs) the mustache and, you know, probably a cigarette hanging out of his mouth.
1: Ow, you burned me! (laughs) He's like, a smile for the picture.
0: Put down your G&T long enough to hold a child for a picture. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, we we showed up with a box of uh, cardboard dough. No, excuse me, Outlet Malbec, as uh, Mike used to call it. Uh as to show our appreciation for the parents and so that was our weekend was just drinking inexpensive red wine and watching the kids run a terror. As they do. Yes. And the other thing we did this weekend was watch the live stream of the latest concert from the Albany Symphony, My New Employer's. Oh cool. Cool. have you fired anybody yet? Not yet. <laughs> uh, I'm well working on i my mean, notes. come on are there any candidates i mean no i will be uh perfectly polite about that one because my team is incredible and two because uh it's inevitable that someday they will find this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i have not told them that it exists yet but it is only a matter of time sure um yes. our pr publicist consultant has already friended me on facebook so yes yeah, there's yeah. that. You'll the wave down is a-coming. Oh, yeah. And I am happy to do it because I am incredibly proud of what we've accomplished here over the last seven years? Six Shit. Six years. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, Lord heaven. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and boy, the archives are going to bite our asses someday. But, um, yes, I have been at the Albany Symphony for three weeks now. Uh, and I should just, because I've been on the show the last couple of weeks, tell a little bit about it. So I am now the Director of Development and Marketing for this uh, spectacular regional orchestra with a just sub three million dollar budget and uh as one of my uh consultants reminded me the other day very politely if i take the budget and i divide it by 50 weeks a year assuming i need two weeks of vacation and then i divide that by eight hours a day in my work day i have to raise nine thousand dollars a day or else i'm not going to complete my job goals oh, God. so thanks for that chris um <laughs> no sweat exactly. you can do it this is just like when i became the editor-in-chief of my college newspaper and uh you know how presidents leave a note for the next president in the mm-hmm. desk and it's a yeah. whole thing my uh my predecessor at the spectrum just left me a copy of the bylaws Ooh. of our student-run newspaper <laughs> and the post-it note on it said so you know how you can be impeached wow <laughs> yeah really vote of confidence. Um, Albany has been spectacular. Um, I've been commuting back and forth. It's a two and a half hour drive from Boston. And so I go for a couple of days at a time. Most of our work is happening via Zoom these days anyway and whatever. So no problems there. But I have met my whole team now um most of everybody is vaccinated so everybody's starting to do that little dance about feeling how we can get back together and start to meet i have had some actual meetings so for the first time in over a year i've had to look like a professional this week i went to a press conference where all the chairs were six feet apart
3: (laughs) uh
0: for the albany visitors bureau because we got a grant from them that was great and i met some people it's always fun um hopefully the person who didn't know how to pronounce arboretum never listens to this because that was spectacular. <laughs> what? Arboretum? Arboretum. Oh no. Uh, didn't look back, didn't stop, didn't stumble arboretum. Just like a hey. like a arboretum shaped hole in the wall. Just
1: went. Just be confident about your mispronunciation. Exactly. That's all that matters. Uh, Happy to everybody. There.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean uh uh you know, uh, Valerie over there, I made sure I double checked the pronunciation of before we started. <laughs> Uh, I also had a country club lunch with the Ooh. donor on Thursday. That was fun. Who showed up with another board member. Didn't tell me in advance. So that was keeping me on my toes. Uh, but very much just diving in, getting involved. It's a great orchestra. They do a lot of contemporary music, just like Boston Music Aviva. Um, and, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but I have never been busier. I don't think, cause I'm sort of doing a full-time orientation and full-time working while I'm figuring it all out. Sure. So, uh, Back and forth, I also signed the lease on an apartment. Sam and I are going out tomorrow. The The fourth wall is broken. It is currently Saturday as we're recording. Sam and I are going on Sunday <laughs> to pick up the keys for a 500-square-foot studio apartment. at The tippy top of a beautiful building built in the 1870s right on the big park in the city. I have the smallest apartment on the nicest street. So that'll be my flop pad while I'm in town in Albany.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. I'm calling it the crow's nest, even though there are actually two apartments up there, but whatever. (laughs) Two crows. That's fine. Yeah. I hope the other crow is friendly. We'll see how that goes. Uh, It's great. It's, you know, hardwood floors, old fixtures, original tub. It's much nicer, actually, than our apartment in Boston. Uh, And it'll be just big enough for a bed and a desk and a kitchenette. And so, yeah, it'll be great. Cool. Uh, What else? uh we bought the RAV4 i forget if that was something that was on the last show or not no welcome we're up to, welcome we're up to two cars again but to... a 2018 hybrid RAV4 that still smells like paint or something Ooh. like it's new car but it's also like i think they tried to re-dye the back seats or something oh. so it has this aroma of like i don't know I, I had a couple of people in my car with me this week and they were like it's fine it smells like new car and i was like oh, i don't know it's pretty overwhelming <laughs> Uh, I put one of those Febreze clips in it. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, we into the world of hybrids too. You know, we were hesitant, but you know, the technology has come a long way and I'm sort of doing a straight line drive on the highway between the two. So the hybrid seemed like a good choice. And we finally have cargo capacity. I mean, not that we didn't love the Corollas. We still own one, but uh, we just wanted something that we could haul more crap around. And it seems like, yeah. especially with my job, there's always something that has to go somewhere. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. You're so. going
0: to have to transport a tuba. <laughs>
1: some point
0: i forget if i've ever mentioned this and nobody will really care but (laughs) a couple of years ago i was the interim director of an orchestra in town um helping out a friend of mine had left the job and i helped them search for their next manager and the it's an it's a volunteer orchestra and they're very good but it's hard to fill certain skill positions in an orchestra like you can find a lot of violins, a lot of flutes it's hard to find a tuba player And we found a great tuba player, except he didn't have his own instrument. It was a college kid, and so they rehearsed at a high school in Boston. Actually, Boston Latin, the very nice high school in Boston. My father-in-law's.
1: Wait, isn't that where Sam went?
0: It is where Sam went. Yeah, my father-in-law. And so he would. They would rehearse there. So he would just borrow like the school's tuba, like the band room tuba, to use in rehearsals. But for the concert. Somebody did have to go get the tuba from the high school, bring it to the concert, and then take it back after, like, in a window tight enough that nobody at the school who needs it would miss it. I mean, that's approaching a caper. It is. It was, it's a, it was a tuba heist. <laughs> Uh, and so you, you, what I'm saying is you opened a wound because I had to coordinate this, theft and return of a tube. (laughs) But yes, that would be difficult. I mean, it would fit in the backseat of the Corolla, but it would be difficult to get in and out. So yeah, now we have the RAV4. But here's
2: the the important question. Does your RAV4 have a tape deck like
0: mine? (laughs) No, sadly it doesn't. The 2018, I think they finally phased up the (laughs) They were like,
1: "Mm, do we need this? Maybe not.
0: (laughs) I've got the CD player. Uh, yeah. And I don't, have I ever mentioned that's one of my favorite things to do with rental cars is to just find a random old CD and just leave it in the rental car.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a Bobby thing. Totally. <laughs> because that I tracks. forget
0: years and years ago, I got a rental car and somebody's like vacation weekend mix was in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And so I feel like I owed to pay it forward. Yes. Uh, the last thing on my list is just a follow up on Scott's voicemail. Um because i i scott you're incredible from last week's show if you didn't hear it go back please um i i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> I, am i am i missing a cultural touchstone here or is scott just great i think scott's just great okay i mean both could be true i obviously yes. scott is great but
2: and, um, and since we recently learned that your name can be misspelled
4: then oh, it, yes. you know it
2: it stands to reason that it could also be mispronounced or reimagined and Scott's right. just helping you
0: craft an alternate pr- persona reinterpreted.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, so thank you, Scott. And once again, Scott, as, as you've emailed us through the years with uh, all sorts of interesting and fun things and, and definitely keep sending the voice recordings. Um, I do like that you continue to email them from your federal government email. account. <laughs> <laughs> So please, by all means, uh, whenever your uh, department gets audited by Biden or something, (laughs) I really hope they find that and that that we get to have a great conversation about that. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Meredith's next on the small talk list, but she's not here to do it.
1: I know. I said how it looks on the small talk list says Meredith, question mark. We just wanted to give a hearty congratulations to, I don't know how they're going to they're gonna do this but the uh
0: the van slushams (laughs)
1: yes that's their (laughs) new last name (laughs) meredith and gregory got married yay we're gonna do a post bachelorette party Mm -hmm. stay tuned for details i'm so Uh, mad that we couldn't get the bachelorette thing worked out
2: we should have just done it on a on a jambo call and not told her until she got
1: there and (laughs) we're like meredith you have to open up your video and then there's just like a stripper there (laughs) sorry you've been stripper bombed oh i wish i wish it'll happen soon uh this morning watch your back
0: Uh, one of our mutual podcasting world friends posted one of those dumb things about your stripper name being your middle name and the first car you ever drove and I just wrote back Lawrence Sunbird is here to heat things up. <laughs> That's actually a good one mine's,
1: mine's Garrett Tercel, like that doesn't sound great <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty
0: boring. Garrett and, Tercel is, and is what a, a, a budget friendly
1: stripper <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, my, it's stupid because my middle name is Anne. Oh, right, 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 right. right. right, right. So it would be Anne Grandam.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. That's pretty good, actually. If you have Grand in your name, that's great. Like, that's sure. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that's that. all to say congratulations, Anne <laughs> Grandam. My <Hang> God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I can't remember what's Meredith's middle name? Grace. Grace. Yeah. Oh boy, that's got a lot of yeah. potential. Yeah, it is. If only I could remember what Grace's first car like I want it to just be like Grace Cutlass or something.
1: But... Grace Cutlass anyway. sounds like an indie rocker. Sure does. That's true. Yeah.
0: Grace Cutlets. <laughs> cutlet uh grace cutlass's (laughs) microphone is just three inches too tall (laughs) and she's sort of leaning up into it but there's an edison bulb hanging directly over her head so it's fine and there's a banjo player behind her yeah exactly uh
1: so congratulations meredith and gregory (laughs) (laughs) no we're really excited um I only announced because she put it on her Facebook page and she looked beautiful. Yes, she beautiful. Yeah, she did.
0: And Greg looked like every, um, every groom, which is that he just looked relatively polished and dumbfounded that this gorgeous, thoughtful, intelligent woman was marrying him. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, yes. perfectly appropriate. That's exactly what I look like in all of my wedding pictures. <laughs>
2: we had a long conversation beforehand about what to do post wedding because all the restaurants are closed. I guess the restaurant in the hotel that they stayed out with clothes and so we kind of as a group settled on post wedding pizza and they did send us a picture of Meredith in her wedding dress sitting in the hotel room eating pizza and she was next to the window and in the reflection of the window you can see Gregory in his you know his shirt and pants kind of snapping the photo and I was like that is really Yeah
0: that's real cute.
2: Perfect. That's the beginning
0: of of marital bliss right there. Mm -hmm. Uh when Sam and I got married You know, our wedding hotel was the um, the uh, beautiful Holiday Inn Express in Webster, (laughs)
3: Um,
0: and we did have the biggest room at the hotel, uh, which was just that it was marginally larger than the others. We got back from our reception, and of course, it was sort of plucky, so we were sort of we had to help clean up after our reception because it was this you know it wasn't a regular rental hall. We got back to our hotel room after midnight, and our flight for Aruba was at like six a.m. So. We I ended up ordering uh pizza and mozzarella sticks and chicken wings or something from the pizzeria that's open until four AM. I think every city has mm, mm-hmm. that wand.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so like ninety minutes later the worst takeout food showed up <laughs> that I paid way too much for. <laughs> and somewhere there's probably a picture of me like sitting on the floor leaning on the couch in the hotel room at the coffee table, eating this terrible food and Sam's passed out. And so that was our that was our wedding night. <laughs> that was our so our version romantic. of that. <laughs> you know. Uh
1: good times Yep. All right. all right finally in small talk which has grown larger and larger as we've been talking um, it's the book club reminder Hollywood Homicide by Kelly Garrett we'll uh, read it y'all it's in coming up in a couple of weeks and yep. again
0: to be clear this is not the novelization of the 2003 <laughs> movie starring Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett it is not it is not I um
2: the Libby app tells me I'm 73% of the way through it
0: and it's uh, you're a trooper
2: <laughs> gonna be a discussion, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Buckle in. <laughs> um, my fingers tell me I'm about a third of the way through it because I actually bought the hard oh. copy. Oh, oh, whoa! Yep. I mean, it's
2: good. We're supporting a less established yes. author. Yes. Right. That's, right. That's cool. We're doing yeah. a a good thing. Solid question mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're encouraging more of this. So take Let's that for just... what you
2: will. <laughs> The only yeah, thing it's... that I'll say, so as not to spoil our discussion, is I got about 30% of the way into it, and I thought, where is this going to go from here? I felt so exhausted yeah. by the first third of the book. OMG. NP. <laughs> <MP. laughs>
3: uh
2: All right, let's go to the mailbag. We've got some mail. We've got some throw your phones. Let's start off with the um, throw your phone from Logan Cox. I mean, that's a good stripper name. I ever heard one. Yes. Logan says, hello. I and my team of amazing copywriters and marketers specialize in helping e-commerce slash vertical slash (laughs) Amazon businesses to scale. Vertical rule, I think. Weird e-commerce, vertical rule, Amazon, businesses to scale. We're able to assist in everything from account management, new product launches, PPC, to product page optimizations. On average, we've helped our clients in the Amazon space to grow by 10% in the first six weeks. Well, now there's your first mistake, Logan, because you (laughs) brought up Amazon to me. Anyway, my role at this stage is... Purely consultative, I'd love to find out whether there's any room for cooperation. Our approach, results, and pricing are transparent, and I'd love to explore if we can deliver value to your company as well. Are you available at some stage this week for a 15 to 20 minute meeting? Regards, Logan Cox. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, we did not
1: discuss this. Guys, do we right. do we have fifteen to twenty minutes available for I'm, a meeting? I'm really busy this week. I'm not sure if I can find the, <laughs> at some stage because <laughs> that's how it said in the English language. Are you available at some stage this week? Um, right. I, I, I mean, we
2: did. I mean, Bobby, sort of you and I sort of took a crack at the copywriting for our
0: e-commerce. Yes, I think think the e-commerce on our website is amazingly copywritten. Uh, And that's how you know you've got a strong copywriting pitch is when they use the word amazing to tell you how great they are in the first six words. Uh, By the way, I hadn't thought to look this up ever in my entire life until now. But that that up and down vertical rule symbol is called vertical bar. It is also called a Sheffer stroke in logic, or a pipe, a V-bar, a stick, a vertical line, a vertical slash, a bar, a pike, though that one is citation needed, according to Wikipedia, (laughs) or a vertibar. Oh.
2: Vertibar.
0: A Sheffer what? A a S-H-E-F-F-E-R stroke, a Sheffer stroke. Sheffer stroke. Boolean functions and propositional calculus, the I guess it might be Schaefer, but I would think there'd be an A in there if it's Schaefer. So Schaefer is how I'm going to read it. Schaefer stroke deni- denotes a logical operation that is equivalent to the negation and conjugation operation, expressed in ordinary language as "not both." Well, of course. <laughs> right, but you're the statistician here, not me. I.
2: I mean, <sighs> I you do use that in some
0: equations, but
2: I, I feel mean, like I never knew Meredith... it had a name.
0: If Meredith had her priorities in order and was here this week, she would probably help us with this, understand this. Which is
2: disappointing. I think Logan is out of luck. Yes. Yes. As far as
0: sorry, Logan. I I had another question about Logan's email, and I realized that we have a lot to get to today because we have an incredibly serious. uh, Well, let's um, do do it really quick. Yes. Logan signs this email regards Logan Cox. And I feel like regards is sort of the fuck you of allowed <laughs> closings uh, on an email like regards. It's just so, I don't know. Do, do I, I guess my question is what do you sign your letters and emails? I guess these days, mostly emails as are you sincerely people? What, what do you, oh, what do you God, do No. Um,
2: a lot of times I don't end with anything. I just, you know, say what I got to say and then say, and at the bottom. But I'm always emailing people, like, within my department and whatever. Yeah. So there's no yep. need it, it, there's, for that yeah. level of formality or even other people at the university. I just, you know, if I've had any dealings at all with them, I don't sort of feel... Or if I'm asking or contributing or whatever, I guess the only other one I go with is thanks. Yeah, that's mine. Sure, and sure. it's the eternal struggle. It is. Is it thanks, comma, or is it thanks, exclamation, exclamation point. point?
1: So hard as a, a woman i know woman, that's what i was so just gonna hard. say i mean seriously i write out an email and then i have to go review and take out the exclamation, exclamation. point oh, my policy it. is
2: one per email yeah i gotta no, excise
1: all the rest i know because otherwise i feel like i sound so terse but then yep. it's like then i sound like a sorority girl like thanks um i'm a definitely i'm a thanks exclamation point unless i'm pissed and then it's just thanks Period. If I'm ending with a period, that it's means fine. I'm pissed. <laughs> yes. Rallery. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess. I I mean, Anne. It, for university emails, couldn't you just sign like "I Gophers" or something? <laughs> like, couldn't you celebrate?
2: Uh, I suppose so. I guess. Uh, like with some got... people, I don't even put anything at the end because I have my email signature that has my name yeah. in it, and yeah. you know. Right. It's, like well, state, it's like state. It's
1: like state in Maine. What do they say? Like go you, uh, you know that um, that movie slash play. Uh-huh. They're always saying like go you beavers or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember what the mascot is, but that's like kind of the just the salutation. So I could end with like
0: go for gold or go Goldie. <laughs> I right. Well, no. S- sincerely, I think you could do that in that specific setting. I think you could, you know, sign Onward Golden Gophers and that would be totally appropriate. Go mediocre football
2: team. Yeah. It's
0: about the pride, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh I uh I'm a best. Yeah. Do best, a lot best, comma, all best. Um I occasionally sincerely if it's fairly formal and then uh, for work mode if I'm if it's like a fundraising letter or I'm talking to a donor or board member or something, I do a lot of looking forward comma. Mm. Because of course I am forward looking always. Looking forward best. But yeah, regards just caught me as like a just sort of it like is, a it's yes. very curt
1: regards. <laughs> regards.
0: I remember in like two thousand
1: five some guy signed off with cheers and I thought it at the time was so cool and now I'm like
0: so embarrassed for him. <laughs> He was not uh,
1: British. He was not a British person. It's <laughs> California. I feel
0: like I feel like cheers is only acceptable if there's specific um specific discussion of having drinks sometime or something. Like if it's if it's specifically appropriate. Yeah. Be like Solancha, Bobby. Oh god. <laughs> well maybe it's
2: cheers like hip hip hooray.
0: Right? is uh, only when I'm emailing dot rad at AOL.com. I
1: know exactly. <laughs> That's the only time that it's acceptable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, oh, and
0: I—I I, uh, not only have I been thinking about this regularly, but um, I even emailed our friends over it after these messages, Andrews and Genevieve's podcast, and they did actually feature it this last episode. So, go hear it because I love it when they take my suggestions. Uh, the latest, your cousin from Boston, commercial oh, for the Sam yes. Adams campaign is him getting his vaccine. Oh, and it is a great, great thirty-second commercial, and. When he walks into the uh, doctor's office, he just leans over the the bed or whatever, the thing, and just drops his pants. And the nurse goes, <laughs> it just pulls his shoulder and he goes, oh, it's an arm one. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> and then he passes out. He faints from the needle. Oh, but anyway, it's a, it's a great uh, sort of brand PSA. And I suspect in the next few months, we're going to see a bajillion commercials from brands who are... Yep. Buying into the get your vaccine so you can get back to using our product. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. absolutely. Campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they nailed it. So. Speaking Moving of away
1: why, from in these unprecedented times. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of .raditaml.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Is that small talk?
1: <laughs> I think that's
2: small talk. That. <laughs> <than laughs> oh, no.
0: no, are you
1: kidding?
2: We're just having it. Uh, we also had a note from Jonathan who said, hey, I don't know if we're allowed to send pictures of course come on on. but we adopted this adorable cat from the oregon humane society in january she's four and we named her lottie she has been a huge blessing to us and i wanted to share and lottie is gorgeous
0: a gorgeous Uh orange tattoo. just a, just a cuddly ball of orange fluff
1: yep every cat that i've liked in my life and there's been few i'm not a cat hater i'm just not a cat person it has been an orange cat, though. Like I, lo- I guess a tabby, but I, I find them to be very friendly and more dog-like. Mm-hmm. So they, they'll they come in my lap and let me, you know, kind of molest them. And I don't mean that in a gross way. I mean just, like, <laughs> bother them.
0: You mean, yeah, that not gross, the, <laughs> the <laughs> Rallery version of yeah. molestation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sure. <laughs> I used to babysit when I was a teenager for a family that had three cats, a white, a black, and a gray. And I always thought that was cool. And that, that white cool. cat... After a while you wanted to be like, get off <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to read my fantasy novel. <laughs> uh. But uh yes, Jonathan, pictures of pets always, always, always welcome. 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 Yeah, we Come can on. take a
1: Lottie of the Week as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And Lottie is a really cute name. I think that is I think that's very sweet.
2: Yep. Uh, and let's, before we get to uh, medium talk, let's take a quick spin through last week's question of the week, having to do with our baking episode. And the question was, what is your perfect shoe filling? What would you put in that green puff or that eclair or yada, yada, yada? Um, we had not that many responses, but I think that's, you know, because it's kind of a hard one, I think. Yes. But yes. Amy said pistachio diplomat. I can't remember. Well, she said diplomat, diplomate, <laughs> but that's okay. I still <laughs> love you, Amy. I can't remember exactly what differentiates
0: dip- diplomat cream from other creams. But... As I understand it, diplomat cream is the half and half. So it's, it's half pastry and half whipped.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. That's right. Uh, Andrea says plain old vanilla custard. Sounds good for me. Mm -hmm. Laura says vanilla pastry cream, but the conversation about making them savory made me think about a salmon mousse for little tea sandwiches. Ooh. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess I'll try it if you make it and deliver it to me, sure. (laughs) Right. I mean, just to be polite, right? Yeah. Amanda says
2: vanilla cream, but also some Nutella ganache on top, if that could be a thing. Uh, Of course. Yes, it could be. I
0: think that actually was a thing for Christy. I think that was her... Her topping wasn't it? Well, uh, she put the Nutella pastry cream in the middle. Oh, right, right. Excuse me, I got my Nutella mixed up. I mean, just put Nutella everywhere, as far <laughs> right. as I'm concerned. It's right. fine. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just, you know, we've talked about this before, but Nutella is just like a, like Hillary feels about cats. I'm not a Nutella hater.
1: Yes, but just... it
2: doesn't really do anything for me that chocolate
1: doesn't. Sure, sure.
2: I mean, right. other than the fact that a ten-year-old me was absolutely astonished at this chocolate spread that my friends in Switzerland had on their breakfast tables for God's sake.
1: It really was such a like revelation before it became you know sort of ubiquitous here when you go to Europe you're like oh my god this is a thing that you can have all the time and it's just like okay. I mean I guess if you think about it It's jelly's the same thing, just more fruit forward, but uh, it probably has just as much sugar in it. So, you know, why not make it chocolate or hazelnut?
0: Oh, Nutella.
1: R.I.P. Kobe. I know. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh,
2: Anne says, "Okay, now that I finished listening, she had an earlier post about getting interrupted. She (laughs) said, now that I finished listening, my literal dream combo would work here. Blackberry mocha. Also, my spouse is that weird runner on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, yeah, Anne's husband, Mark, he's like a serious yes. marathoner. It is Mark. Uh-huh. Right? I think yes. that's right. Yeah. when we were talking about um those crazy people that run both when it's super hot out in Texas and super, super cold out cold. in Minnesota. <sighs> I mean when I, was
0: a, when I was a child the uh the local uh postal carriers, I guess I I think they were all men as far as I knew, so the mailmen of the of Webster they have one of the competitions going for who would wear their uniform shorts longest into the winter <laughs> it was always a thing every year
2: i mean that's great until someone's balls get frostbite yeah. uh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i think you just hit it right on the head there that's, <laughs> that's a... The surgical efficiency of our statistician on the show. (laughs) Just nailed it. Uh, Amy says, so
2: I make Kim Joy's Space Turtles, either the the pistachio diplomat, and honestly, she's the best recipe book writer, and there are a ton of folks behind her editing and such. This may require a little unpacking from Amy. Kim Joy was a contestant on one of the more recent Great British Baking Shows, I want to say like three seasons ago, maybe, and she did come out with a book, and her style is... Extremely like whimsical and almost like, um, I just don't know enough about Japanese art style, but that, um, Pushin cat and stuff, she will decorate things in kind of that style, like the super cutesy animal stuff. So when Amy's talking about space turtles, that makes perfect sense. Yes. Um, yeah. not my favorite contestant, I would say. She was just a little bit too kooky for me it's like how phoebe was just never my favorite friend it's just it's not my it's not my energy well, like i March. need to
1: be based in a little bit more reality than yep. you're giving yep. me yeah Yep. yeah i ah,
2: sure. was a chandler bing girl for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna thank you all for doing a show that that uh, garnered multiple responses around pistachio diplomat <laughs> yeah but they're both that... the same person yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well whatever when we talk about having uh this show having everything I'm just so glad that everything this week includes Pistachio Diplomat. Yeah, that's very cool. I feel like pistachio is an underappreciated flavor, and uh, oh. as a fan of it, I'm glad to have it here. Now, I'm not going to make any Pistachio Diplomat, but Amy, we're overdue for a visit. So, yes. uh, <laughs> Pistachio Diplomat and some Poncho's cheese. It'll be yep. great. Let's yep. do Oh, it. what a combination. Mm. Maybe in courses. I mean, I'm not talking <laughs> about it together.
2: I mean, she's not wrong about the Poncho's cheese racist though the marketing imagery may be Yes, that is a good cheese dip yep. yes it is uh finally to get back to shoe pastry john says either a custard or a chocolate buttercream
3: mm.
2: well i've never actually done the buttercream but we will do so <laughs> at the next opportunity if anybody finds the flour cookbook get it it has the most complete descriptions of recipes of any book mm. uh i know the name flour but i don't remember who wrote it or anything but i'm always on the lookout for a new baking
0: cookbook so thanks, that John. is a boston thing flour is a boston bakery oh. that is spectacular they've got several locations throughout the city now and um there's there's one dangerously close to south station so anytime i find my way commuting through the city for something uh, uh some sort of um uh, uh, Queen Amon or something and a great coffee ends up in my hands and I don't know how it happens but suddenly I'm just it's 8.30 <laughs> in the morning and <laughs> I'm having dessert uh, for breakfast and uh, yes flour is a great great no
2: asset to Bobby remember we just talked about what the Europeans have taught us that we have to rearrange our cultural
1: assumptions about what is for breakfast yes That's exactly true. exactly I um I remember When like maybe in the early to mid two thousands when like baking, when I say baking shows, I don't mean like you know Great British Bake Off, but more like you know Ace of Cakes. Those kind of shows were where people or um, the the guy that's in New Jersey, the cake that uh, other one, Cake Boss, Cake Boss. Uh, When those shows were really popular, and they would show these, they're, they're making things that look like other things, and I realized that they're all fondant because fondant takes the shape of things and i was like i had something with fondant and i was like fuck fondant fondant's disgusting buttercream all the way don't make my thing look like anything but a cake i just want it to be in a cake with buttercream icing that's it no i've
2: never i've never loved you more than i love you in this moment
1: (laughs) fondant's disgusting yeah it's It's pretty gross it's if gross. Apple
0: whatever wouldn't boot our show, the title would be Fuck Fun. I'm with you completely. I, I don't like when form uh, beats function yes. on things like that. Yes. Like, just make a beautiful cake. It doesn't have to be a rock and roll cake.
1: <laughs> I did watch the shit out of those shows. And you're like, wow, these people are artists. Like, they're doing a really good job, but it doesn't taste good. So right. that's the, cake the problem.
0: The so secondary. That's yes. the problem. Like, yeah. Step one, we're going to bake a cake. And then steps two through 37 are, we're going to make it look like a a living recreation of your bar mitzvah. It just doesn't... What's the point? Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's one on Netflix. There's a show on Netflix called Zumbo's Just Desserts, which is an Australian reality baking show. This guy, Adrian Zumbo, I guess, is a big pastry chef. And it's totally form over function the whole thing and i look at and you know they talk about all the different elements they make but they have like four hours to make these incredibly elaborate things and i'm like that just looks like it tastes like
1: crap yeah exactly what is the
2: point
1: what's the point you might as well
2: make the cake out of styrofoam
1: well, that's well, the thing. It's like play doh. I mean, right. it just is like making things out of play doh, and they look like little claymation. You know, when they have the people in there, they just look like claymation people.
0: And all the accents are just fondant wrapped around rice krispie, basically. And yes. So yeah. you're not going to eat that. Don't get all me right, wrong. I no. love a good rice krispie. That's a that's an airport lounge staple, by the way. Just <laughs> armful of rice krispie treats. Yes. Right, but
2: but it's like what I'm doing with my gingerbread. Uh, project is that that right. gingerbread is not meant for eating, so yes. I don't bother to put any of the stuff in it that makes it taste good. Yeah. So those Rice crispy structural elements, you know, you don't, you don't have the good They're just just glue. butter and marshmallows They're just... and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad that we've settled that. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> All right. We're almost into hour two here, just in time for medium talk.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's go to medium talk. So we, we talked briefly previously, like months ago. We brought up this topic on the show, but just because it was fun to talk about the idea of the topic to not actually, I mean, could I dance around this anymore? Uh, The concept is the television show that we classify as cop, not cop. And this is a a tried and true staple of (laughs) network television. Where you have uh, essentially two leads. One is a cop and one is not a cop. And they solve crimes together. And And,
0: would you venture to say that they also learn about life from one another? They (laughs)
2: learn about life. There is a lot of will they, won't they, if they are opposite sex pairs. I don't think we've ever had a a same-sex sexual energy. I mean... (laughs) Maybe Lucifer, but we'll get there. We'll get I mean, there. You're
0: right. Not not that it's bubbled up to the mainstream, which is just a, a statement about our culture more than anything. Right,
2: right. Yeah. But um. so what we've decided to do today is establish the best example of the cop, not cop genre. And I want to start this with a little lecture. If we don't pick your show... Or if we have criticisms about your show, that doesn't mean we don't like it. There are shows that we're going to talk about that I have watched and loved that are so stupid. Of course. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You can still love it and we can still love it and recognize the inherent ridiculousness of this whole premise. So please, Nobody get their underwear in a twist over this. All right? Just take a step back and say, "Yeah, okay. I'll I'll give you that. That's that's okay." All right, people? Cuz we're just having fun. Yes. And this is not about the goodness of the show. It's about how well it fits the form. Yeah. Right. And we're going to do a very scientific analysis. This is science. This isn't our opinion. Okay, it's our opinion. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to rank these in very uh, distinct categories. So we've come up with shows. We've come up with some categories. And we're going to go through and we're going to hash this out. And we're going to find out. We're going to add up the points and find out which show is the best example of the cop, not cop genre. Jean,
0: Jean, Jean. Jean. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. It's <laughs> <laughs> my second R.I.P. this show. Alex Trebek and Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's a good combo. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I think that we do have to be pretty particular about this. Maybe it's worth just sort of saying some of the shows that do not qualify as cop, not cop, that we tossed around a little bit. Um, let's see. What, what did we discard? Uh, first of all, anything that's Sherlock Holmes related is not cop not cop because it's not cop not cop who piss off the police. There's no main police partner in this. Yes they see Lestrade every time but it's just to be a dick to him. And he he's not one of the co-leads. So no Elementary, no Sherlock, no any of that. Delightful as those shows are. They do not fit the brief. I think we also said grim does not fit this category because the monster hunter guy is a cop.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And the his cop partner is, also is a the cop. not cop.
2: Yes. Yeah. So it's really cop and cop. Yep. Um, we talked about any show that has a medical examiner and a cop because we felt like medical examiner that works for the police with the police, that's just too close. That's cop adjacent. So you're Rizzoli and Isles. We- yeah. Rizzoli's and Isles, is it like like Surgeon General? (laughs) We decided that Isles was the medical examiner, right? Did we? Yes, Uh, yes, I think (laughs) think we did. Uh, You're you're crossing Jordan's crossings, Jordan. (laughs) You're Quincy's Emmy,
0: (laughs) right? And similarly, we decided that there are shows that we don't know enough about to rank here. And some of that is ageist of us being fairly young. So I say that specifically to speak to the diagnosis murder crowd. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and again, so you'll be shocked when we get to the question of the week. And it is for you to help us fill in the gaps in our knowledge. So if we're missing shows, you can educate us and we can, right. of course, revisit this matrix. Yeah, of course. Of course.
2: And also uh, um, to the psych fans out there. We decided, number one, we can't talk about Psych because none of us has watched it, right? Yeah. So we can't come to this with any degree of knowledge.
0: And two, I think
2: that's not cop, not cop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Neither of the main two leads is it, in law enforcement. Yeah. It's very similar to the Sherlock Holmes situation. Yes. Right. It's, it's uh, two not cops who have their own buddy dynamic. Right. And then they are cop adjacent. hmm Right.
2: Okay, so let's get into this. We came up with. Can we? One...
0: Put, I, I want to put one other disclaimer on the. Top oh yes, of this. please. As, as a as a uh, long suffering NCIS fan, uh, I I want to make the point that we recognize that these shows glorify the police and the work that they do. Oh yes, that's a good point. And that in many cases they do not represent um, uh, a reasonable balance of of ethnicity, race, gender, roles... They do a lot to um, uh, unintentionally or, or perhaps intentionally marginalize people. Uh, and and they they have a habit of almost always making the police the good guys, mm-hmm. except for the one episode a season where there's a cop that's a bad guy.
2: <laughs> but then the good
0: cops catch the so, bad cop. Exactly. And so uh, we're going into this understanding that it does not represent the culture in which we would like to live. Yes. Sure. So just... Know that that is something that we've thought about and discussed, and so before we talk about how great or not great these shows are, in the lens of you know human perspective, we know that, and so right, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. Sorry. Right,
2: the the um, glorification of the hero cop is makes a great story and is very entertaining, but perhaps not quite true to life, as yeah, right. we well-meaning white people are finding out. What our minorities have known for a very, 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 very long time. Yep. Yeah. So that's an excellent point, Bobby. Thank you very much. Let's get into it. We came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten categories. We are going to rank these uh, shows on the preposterousness of the premise, the strength of the leads, the strength of the supporting characters, the location porn, the plot quality, the nappability rating, rewatchability, the horniness factor, always important. Of course, on this I'm on the podcast. It has to be there. The long-term story arc, and also a practical consideration, the ease of access with which you can watch it. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows we're going to talk about, which were the ones that just came as we were brainstorming. And I think we'll just Do them in the order that we listed them on the page. Yeah, so
0: I think that order is telling too. So yes,
2: let's start with Bones.
0: Bobby, you've been watching Bones recently. Well, I mean, who who hasn't? I mean, just uh, if you accidentally (laughs) leave TNT on, you're just going to be watching Bones. I
2: I wouldn't say that I'm a Bones watcher, but I've certainly seen a number of episodes. Sure, I've
0: probably seen. I would say I've seen every episode, but I've probably seen almost every episode because Bones uh, like NCIS and like any of the Raiders movies, or at least the first and third and like the mummy and the mummy returns and like the Godfather or Godfather part two, there's this sort of list of things that if they're on TV, when Sam is flipping channels, she'll just stop. Sure. And that'll be it. And that's, and because of the nature of the way Bones is um, aired in syndication, you don't watch an episode of Bones, you watch eight episodes of Bones. Sure, uh-huh. And so I have seen just, you know, we'll pick up in whatever season it's in and they'll just go until we go to bed, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess uh, that's why Bones came to mind so quickly. And of course, this is uh, the other Deschanel, the non-New Girl Deschanel is Temperance Brennan and and David Boreanaz is Celie Booth. And then the um, the diverse cast of weirdly fitted scrubs wearing... <laughs> uh scientists who who have never yeah you know, more fashionable looking in the lab than anyone else has ever looked in a lab yep uh the preposterousness of the premise so the premise is we have an FBI agent who's tough navy seal or whatever no army ranger green beret something like that doesn't so matter some some sort of special forces alum paired with the um uh probably uh, mildly autistic. Super genius scientist, uh, bones forensic engineer, for, forensics for, person. Forensic anthropologist. Yes, that's Wikipedia what forensic,
2: says. Okay,
0: thank you. Uh
2: the, and, bone, uh the bone person.
0: The bone person. The
2: bone collector.
0: And uh, and he teaches her about life in the real world and she teaches him about the importance of science. <laughs> and they fall in love. <laughs> And even early on, there's jealousy as they date other people and of course of course, that, of course. That, uh, right that that classic third act nonsense. So uh, the preposterousness of the premise would an FBI agent regularly collaborate with a forensic anthropologist from the Smithsonian Institute or Jeff- Jeffersonian Institute, I think is well, what they call it on the show?
2: I mean, no, but we are grading on a curve here right. on preposterous scale. and is it conceivable? That law enforcement would consult with a forensics expert.
0: No, and they're both federal government employees, which I think helps. There, he's FBI, she's Jeffersonian, you know, Smithsonian, <laughs> oh, whatever. Gosh. So, like, they're they're both their their paychecks are both coming kind of from the same place, sort of. Although I'm sure the Smithsonian is somehow an independent nonprofit that's related or something, but it, they're they're sort of on the same plane, and of course, they're in Washington D.C. So. so- it's. I mean, as these things go, it holds water for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that probably gets a. So wait a minute. Which way are we ranking preposterousness? Oh, I don't know. So the the, the, the rating.
2: The... Yeah, the rating scale I made in three seconds. Is five is awesome. Four is good. Three is okay. Two is poor. And one is yuck. Right. But I don't know. So is so the for... fact. It's, it's the a... fact
0: that it's believable, good or bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's good, right? So, yes. so, Bones is probably like a four on the yes. preposterousness yes. scale. Yes. <laughs> I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
0: uh, anonymous dolphin, do you want to put it in or? <laughs> sure, I, I, Google... I will be.
1: I will. De- I will be the uh, transcriber of okay, all good. of the numbers.
0: Yeah, the, uh, on the Google sheet today has me, and I see an anonymous dolphin and anonymous Quoka. Oh,
2: I'm anonymous Quoka. <laughs> uh,
0: strength of the leads: uh, Emily Deschanel, a, a legitimately good actress. Yep. Yeah. And David Boreanaz, of course, uh, I think play plays his whole yeah, plays his role quite well. He yeah. he fits that type exceptionally well. So, yep. Yep. I mean, are we are we given fives? Or we... I think so. Yeah. All right then, five it is. Supporting cast, like I said, we've got sort of the um, the, the empowered nerds. non-white women. Among the nerds, I think oh, that yeah. was done with some level of intent. Uh, the, uh, the I I would venture to say black boss female and then Camera the, Taylor, I love yeah. her
2: and everything I see her in.
0: Yeah, we've got a diversity of dorks uh, of various stripes.
2: <laughs> but I would uh, say that I mean there. It's a diversity of dorks. Is that the group name for dorks? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that none of the dorks is super interesting. Yeah. You don't think own. about them. At yeah. All. They're a good yeah. B plot.
0: I think they're intentionally flat, right? Yeah. Because we just, we don't need to get too much dynamic growth for, I mean, over the course of the 37 seasons or whatever, this was on, I think it's 12 actually. They do have, there is some evolution among those characters. Somebody's killed off. People get married. Somebody's in a wheelchair by the end. I mean, there's a, there's a whole arc there. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, they, they're they're fairly forgettable. I mean, they definitely yep. exist to be the foils in exposition for, yep. as we call them in our house, Bones and Mister Bones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and, and yeah, they're relatively forgettable. And I did have to look at the Wikipedia page here and go, "Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that one." Mm-hmm. So I yeah. might classify them as a three,
0: or yeah, would I think they that's- be? I think that's fair. Yeah. Beyond Tamara Taylor, I don't know that I would have been able to name any of these actors based on their character. Like if I didn't have the list in front of me, I'm not sure. I mean, and I'm the wrong person to ask for that, but like right. I don't know. Like if I saw uh if I saw the actor who plays sweets in another show, I would go, Oh hey, it's sweets, not John Francis Daly. Uh-huh. I would go, Oh, it's that babyface guy. Right. And if I saw Angela's father, I would say, "Oh, it's ZZ Top," <laughs> which he is one of the members of ZZ Top. Oh, so, like, Angela, that's it.
2: that was her name, right? <laughs> I was like the other lady, right?
0: So, yeah, I got uh, I got nothing. So, I, I think three is a fair, yeah, okay location porn dc area uh, adventures i mean i think there's very little that makes it special except that it feels familiar because it's dc and i think even if you've never been you have a general sense of because so many shows have been set there what dc is supposed to feel and look like mm-hmm. but it's not particularly exotic or anything
2: unless a lot of time inside that lab i was right. gonna say that's sort of. like what i think
0: of as the lab it not is the, the world's nicest and prettiest lab oh like it's yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> The uh, Jeffersonian
2: has a lot of money for that sort right. of
0: stuff, I guess. Right, and and why you would have sort of an open air exam area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that two? I think that's a two. Yeah, that's yeah. a two. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, plot quality.
3: Um,
0: I mean, I think it's I think it's uh, especially looking ahead at the other shows we're going to see. I think it's better written than a lot of these shows. Um. But I I, I don't know if we're going to give out any fives on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think I, I mean, I am not compelled to ever find out what happens in the plot. And and Mm -hmm. even when they've got the bad guy who gets away and becomes a long-term arc, like, you know, eventually it'll be resolved. So it's not, there's, there's never a twist that I'm not expecting or, or I'm shocked by.
1: But that's
2: definitely not really what we're looking for in these shows. So I don't, that's true. We're looking Count for the cozy mystery we want it yes, to be. Yes. I'm willing to rate that as good. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's a that's a four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm it ran for many years for a reason. It did. Twelve uh, years, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I will give it a napability five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that if you're looking to doze off and there's no golf on, flipping over to TNT and just letting bones go is, is a fine is a fine five and uh similarly for rewatchability i mean i eventually you have to flip the channel because i'd be like we just saw this season two weeks ago or something oh, like that Oh, wow. um, maybe maybe over rotation right right would be which the is, only thing which is not the show's fault so much as the network's fault but, uh-huh. you know if you own that set of dvds you're boy you're gonna show it um <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know i give it a it's probably a three or four somewhere for me in rewatchability. It's certainly not going to be cringy to watch it again. And I think four is appropriate. Right. It's good. It's good. Horniness factor.
2: You
1: know, I uh, like uh, with a lot, a lot of these shows, honestly, I was going to say in the very beginning, the person in the Butler household that should be on this show is not <laughs> me. It should be Dave. Like he really, he's seen all of these shows and, you know, can wax on. I, Personally, for me, David Boreanaz has never really, like, done it for me. Um, And Emily Deschanel, while pretty, I mean, both of them are, like, aesthetically attractive. I mean, they're attractive. I don't see the chemistry, but, like, that's me. And maybe it's because I haven't been as embedded in it.
0: As a (laughs) longtime damsel in distress guy, the other Deschanel kind of has that cornered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's sort of got the cuteness more than the mature...
1: Adorkability.
0: No? Yeah. yeah. One might
2: say. Uh, I, and I also think part of it is the character, right? But should yes. one? Because <laughs> yeah. we are saying that, you know, they play her, she plays her as sort of borderline spectrum or possibly sure. on yeah. the spectrum. Or you could just say just kind of odd, if you yes. want to put it that way. And so she's not ex- exactly sort of radiating sexual energy. Right. And and David Boreanaz is
0: just a little bit goofy.
2: Yeah. He? he literally wears yeah. a
0: belt buckle that says cocky on it, if <laughs> yeah. I remember correctly. The only
2: time he was sexy was in the beginning of Angel when he was supposed to be super mysterious and he was like 24 and just so yes. smoldered at the camera and didn't say anything. I think once he starts talking, he ha- really? is enough of a comedic sensibility
1: that I don't really find him sexy. Sexy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um what do you say? Like a three, two, three?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they want it to be higher, but I think a two is a fair assessment. I think, I think so, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, not, they're, they're attractive, just sometimes.
0: Well, it's also just not that, you know, it's a network television show, so yeah. uh, there just aren't steamy scenes like there might be in some other formats. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. You know, if this was a if this was a Hillary's Horny Corner book, they would really lean on that a lot harder. That's all.
2: Yeah. Um, and we'll get to some shows that have a significantly higher yes, horniness rating
0: on yes. this list. So, right, uh, long-term story arc. There is a well-developed multi-season arc that they come and go. And so, from someone who's looking to binge seasons, I would actually say that's. You know, unlike the plot quality, I would say it is there. It is established. You you really can go multiple seasons. So I think it's probably a four. Okay. And then ease of access. I mean, it's the I Love Lucy of TNT. (laughs) Like you can't turn on a TV without finding. I know, whenever,
1: yeah. when I would go to the gym in the before times and you'd be on the treadmill or something, it was always on one of the TVs, like just yeah. one of the TVs had it on. Right between CNN and, and Fox News, yes, there's exactly. the Bones channel. Yeah, Whoever's wanna... controlling the TV.
2: <laughs> I am going to pull up the app that Christy turned us on to, Just Watch, where you can find out where things are, so I can see if it's on any streaming services. Whenever I look for anything, it's always like, it's not on any of your streaming services. I know. And I'm like, well, right. okay, not Netflix and Hulu then. But let's see. Where can you get. Oh, it's on Hulu. Oh. So you can stream it on Hulu. Well, easy, easy enough. enough. Yeah. Yep, All right. Exactly. Shall we move on? Yeah, <laughs> let probably go can on. start to
0: go a little faster.
2: Yes. Yes. I... <laughs> Well, I don't know, because I have things to say about Castle. Well, I mean... <laughs> I <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Which is also a show that I watched some of in the beginning, but then didn't watch the whole thing. And uh, Castle, uh, starring Nathan Fillion and Stana Katic, Yeah. Question mark. Uh, and he <laughs> is a rich, bored novelist, and she's a homicide detective. And he somehow gets appended to... <laughs> Her team and they solve crimes. I don't know because is he rich and famous, and he's doing research for a new detective series or something. So. And so he gets added to the police. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> so it is very funny that he has to wear like the flak vest, bulletproof vest that says writer across the back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great in giant yeah. letter. I think that's the greatest joke of yes. that entire series. Um, okay, preposterousness of the premise. All right, well, in a lot of novels, crime novels, in the acknowledgement, they will specifically thank members of police departments by name, so it's not inconceivable that a
0: writer would have police contacts. Right, I'm not familiar with exactly how it comes together, but if I had to guess, having seen, I don't know, probably, I've probably seen, uh... Somewhere between 10 and 20 episodes of Castle. Uh, out of how many seasons? Uh, tw- eight. It ran eight. And I think the wow. last one was a rough one. Yeah. Um. Uh, my guess is that because he's rich and famous in his world, he's probably friends with the mayor or the police commissioner. Ah, uh, yes. And therefore got the, uh, uh, hey, you got to let this guy in situation. Like, and then that would explain why when he gets there, most of the force is like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, ah, Jones said we had to. So like, you know, I, I, assume that that's sort of that dynamic there, but yeah, I mean, these guys, uh, writers, uh, you know, do deep research. They embed usually for a week or a month, not eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get tenure on the, on the police force. So, yeah,
1: so I think,
2: is this more or less likely than the bones premise?
1: For the length of time, I feel like it's uh, pretty unlikely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the scenario—this so is hard. It is hard.
2: Yeah. Do we do we give it a
0: three? I think that's the default answer when we're not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Strength of the leads. This, this is- show is entirely supported by Nathan Fillion. Yes, yes. I will say that. Yes. Um, God bless Stan Akatek. Has she done anything else?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. I I I think she left the show. I think it was... Did she?
0: Well, Well, she was fired, apparently.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was was an acrimonious exit. (laughs) Yes. That's the only reason why I sort of tuned in towards the end, because it was like, oh, this is like, something happened. So the network definitely knew... On which side, which side of their
0: bread was the buttered one? Wait, mean how they, does that mean when, <laughs> when they fired her, and then someone turned Nathan Fillion into the rookie after ten years of this?
2: Uh huh. <laughs> yes.
0: They so, figured um, after ten years of wearing the writer flak jacket, he could wear an actual police uniform. Yeah,
2: yeah, and so uh, this is going to be a little bit more critical because i can't help it i've been waiting so long to say this you guys but remember if you love castle i it's clear it's you you know there are things to love about it so i'm not criticizing anybody who likes that but it's not a great show and um and his charm is the only thing that sustains it his monumental incredible Mm -hmm. charm yep Is what carried the show for eight seasons. And it makes me really sad, not that he was unsuccessful, but because he's such a good actor. If you saw Firefly, he had an incredible character and he did incredible work. And then, you know, that got canceled by Fox after 12 episodes. And he went on and did this, which is just really not Inspiring in yeah. the same way that Firefly yeah. was, and yeah. that's where he had his success. So I don't um, fault him for any of that. It's just disappointing to see how incredible he can be and how lazy this show was. He
1: carried the show on his back.
0: It
2: was. Stana amazing.
0: Yeah. has her own website. Oh, which. A-, A level actors don't have. Nope. Like <laughs> you, you just you don't need your own website to have your your various photo shoots and your projects on. Like she's got her own production company now, and she's she's she cares about children's welfare and the alternative travel project, according to her the charities section of her website, and and that's all great. But like. Tom, I, I just have the feeling Tom Hanks doesn't have TomHanks.com. <laughs> I'm checking right now. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's pretty good. TomHanks.com redirects to Playtone.com. Oh, that's, good. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah.
2: I mean, clear, somebody has to have bought Tom. I mean, somebody, some agent or right. CAA yeah. or whatever bought TomHanks.com so that nobody else could have it and like yep. put nasty porn stuff on there. Yes. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Tom Hanks, I mean, maybe he would want to showcase his collection of typewriters.
0: (laughs) But other than that, I can't imagine what he would do. Nathanfilion.com is parked by GoDaddy, but it is Um. not a website. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, Sure. Yeah. I'll also just say, Stana Catech to me has always just been a, been like a, uh, as far as my crush category goes, just a pale replacement for Amanda Peet. Oh, that's yeah. very good. And I know that we've brought this up before, but Amanda Peet is one of my, you know, one of I don't calls. have do not I don't, I don't have a laminated list or anything, but like, right, yeah, yeah. But if I've you did, a, I've always had a spot for Amanda Peet. So Yep.
1: So what are we um, saying
0: here? What I think is, what is
1: the Villian bump? I think it's
2: five just on Villian <laughs> alone.
1: Yeah, frankly, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, does she drag him down? I don't know. I mean, I don't think you even, you still have to look up who she is, but it is a Nathan Fillion show and he does an excellent job on it.
0: Yep. Yeah. The okay, show yep. title might be, what's the Fillion pump? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, strength of the supporting characters. Mm. The only reason I can even picture one of them, be one of the detective sidekicks was because he was on General Hospital
1: for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is the daughter, the redheaded daughter and the oh, mom. Oh yeah, she
2: was good, the daughter yeah. and the mom, but I didn't yeah. even
1: think of them. Yeah. At all.
0: Yeah. The daughter uh is she Molly Quint? Is she the same redhead who has an NCIS turn? No idea. No. Maybe no. Castle, Alexis Castle. Nickelodeon Revival of Winks Club. Okay, no. There's a there's a similarly appointed redhead who plays the daughter of a secondary character on NCIS. And I uh uh I'll I'll investigate that on my own time, please proceed. Further. Um I would say <laughs> like a two, because Yeah. yeah. That's right. The mom. Yeah. Yep.
1: Location porn. Where is the
2: location? Is it I Chicago?
1: Think- I thought it was New York.
0: <laughs> I don't I know. I think it's New York. I, oh yeah, it, yeah, it's it's York. <laughs> yeah. It's the NYPD. Yeah, so that's a that's a one. I yeah, mean, because they're oh, not yeah. doing anything yeah. to flaunt it. No, 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 no. no.
2: Plot, Plot quality. quality. Um, I mean, I sort of entertaining,
1: like goofy plots, right? Yes, right. The parts with him being funny are kind of cute. Otherwise, I'll, too.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's right. Nap ability
2: kind of implies that you have it on <laughs> to nap to. <Right. laughs>
0: also, I feel like unlike other shows, when I see Castle in the Wild on cable, <laughs> I don't see uh like I don't see a huge stretch of castle. I think there's like a couple of castles. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm just not home on Castle Day. <laughs> But I feel like uh, Castle doesn't give you that four-hour stretch of in and out of consciousness while you're doing laundry or something. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's got to be like a one or a two. It just doesn't live up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's give it a one. Yeah. let give it a one. Let's do it. Rewatchability. You know, Hillary has a good point about the parts with Nathan Fillion being funny are
1: entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll give it a two because I think I would maybe... I don't know. It's one of those shows, though, that seems very of its time and not not like these are all timeless, but I don't know. It feels very late aughts, mid to late aughts. You know, it just seems, and it's time. I don't know what it is about it, but it seems a little bit dated in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a two.
0: Yeah, yeah. That works. I'll get behind
1: works. that. Horriness.
2: factor. You
0: know, Boy, they're trying, aren't they? They the should sure are. Of effort. Are.
2: I love Nathan Fillion. I think he's very handsome, but he also like David Boreanis, He has kind of a goofiness.
1: Yes. Yes. To him? Yeah. Like he's sexy, for sure. He's uh-huh. very tall, but she also I mean, I don't mean to be like, and the woman seems so cold, but she has this. I'm, gonna assume, I'm assuming she is Eastern European um originally or Mhm.
2: Like Polishness
1: or yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're Polish mm. again. I would put it at two, maybe a three, only because of him. But I would say two. I don't really, I don't find. I I'm attracted to him theoretically, but mm. not like it's I don't think about not, not necessarily, necessarily in this. Okay, breaking yes. news: Stana
2: Caddick yes. is Canadian American. Oh wow! Yes, her parents are Serbs from Croatia. <gasps>
1: Okay, ah, Hillary so. called it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. My we don't my, have to
0: translate her score into metric for this now, do we? No, <laughs> I don't no. think so. <laughs> um, also, breaking news: I just into the uh, into our Slack channel posted a picture of Molly Quinn, who plays the the castle daughter. Oh, Juliet Angelo, who plays Agent Fournell's daughter on NTIS. Oh, yes. and yeah, you tell me they're not the same ginger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's the blue air, the blue eyes, red hair, pointy chin, pointy nose. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, so I don't feel so bad about mixing them up now. No.
1: Uh, long-term story arc is that... there one? I know. I was like, is there? Is Besides he, does him, he ever,
0: in... does he ever write the damn book? I guess that's a question I don't know the answer to.
1: <laughs> I guess you'd have to say the
2: long-term story arc is sort of his relationship with his daughter
1: yeah sure yeah Yeah. sure sounds like a two Mm. to me yeah Yeah, that's a two ease of access
0: um well this is a question for the just watch app isn't it yes
1: I'm getting there
2: I'm getting there castle thinking thinking thinking
0: it's not available in my streaming services so I'm gonna give that one a one sorry boy this is gonna be a real uh blow I think when when castle comes in where it comes in based on this I
1: know I know all right, moving on to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> this is Cop Ichabod
2: Crane. <laughs> uh,
0: well, let's start with um, uh, the FBI agent who's been reassigned to the Sleepy Hollow FBI <laughs> field office. <laughs> Because of course, Sleepy Hollow has an FBI field office.
1: I mean, preposterous. Per, pro, I can't pronounce that word. Preposterousness of the premise. That's a five,
0: right? I mean, well, I think um, for our scale, it's a one, right? Right. Because oh, right. We're offended right. Offended by how preposterous it Got is. Got it. I get, Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I was. And, and the the high drinks of of yes, Ichabod Crane back to life somehow in 20 whatever. <laughs> Um, and we get a lot of that fish-out-of-water technology, modern-life stuff. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, strength of leads.
2: Well, the Ichapod Crane guy, he certainly had a moment. What's his name? Tom something or
0: other. Mison? Yes.
2: Yeah. That's right. Um, he definitely got a lot of attention for that. And I I thought their chemistry was pretty good. Nicole Beharie. Bahari yeah. yeah. Cop. I mean, that show ended up being a disaster in the end, right? Because they fired her after yeah. the first season and got a white woman who was, yeah. I want to say it was Ichabod Crane's wife also came from, who was trapped or disappeared. I don't know. Uh, I watched a lot of the first season but then I re- fell off and I remember seeing that they had gotten rid of the black lady. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just not interested anymore because According to, was the w- chemistry was yeah. the
0: best part. According to Wikipedia, she did 50 episodes. She did several seasons. Oh. Uh, and so maybe we're mixing this up with another preposterous show. She No, was I, there. I,
2: I think maybe I fell off
0: for longer than... I thought I did. <laughs> okay. So she was there for. Actually, it looks like she might have been there. There were 62 episodes, and she was in 50 of them. So I don't. That can't be right. I'm just going with the internet. Maybe they. Tells me. Maybe they just seasons credited one her. through
2: three. I guess. Okay. Well, never mind. Well, I mean, but she did I, get fired.
0: I thought that she was. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's going to happen eventually. As ratings, you're going to look for an excuse, and it's not going to be Tom Misson. Nope. Yeah um i thought she was particularly good and of course this yep. show was coming out in the earlier days of let's have strong non-white leads you know as a as an, an intentional choice i think and i thought she did it well uh mm-hmm. for, for what it is i mean let's talk about it in the scale of these types of shows um so i i mean they probably deserve a four i would agree with that four? okay yeah i mean we didn't get any a-list talent or anything in one of these top leads. I I wouldn't call either of these a Boreanaz uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Or, yeah. a, or a Deschanel.
1: Yes, right.
0: I couldn't name the supporting cast. Orlando <laughs> Jones. Yeah, Orlando Jones. Yes. Like
2: I vaguely remember him now as the as the boss, the sheriff guy. Yeah, and uh, um, John
0: Cho also pops up oh. somewhere in here. According to the cast list, I don't remember his character being in here. Is that Maybe right? he was
2: later. I don't see him in the...
0: Maybe if I go to the main article list of Sleepy Hollow characters. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'm a little <laughs> out of my depth here. Uh, but, uh, you know, the other half of Harold uh, and Kumar. That's... Yeah. Uh,
2: supporting that's characters, Officer Andy Brooks, played by John Cho, who's uh, recurring in Season 1 and a guest in Season 2.
0: Oh, okay, so early on and then his career went other places with Star yes. probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So when I say like a two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, I'm not splitting hairs or I'd say a 2.5 for Orlando Jones. Would that be about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, They do have a bucolic uh, attractiveness to Sleepy Hollow New York. Yep. It's the other shows that we have in the
1: list are pretty urban. Yeah. And so I'm willing to give it a four. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that like makes it a little bit more distinct, like you
0: remember actually where it takes place mm-hmm. like you get the yeah. woods and the yeah, that sort of uh Hudsony whatever, sure. a
2: little spookiness with the mist and the fog and the
0: night, and yeah, I'll go for that plot quality is there a negative number we can no, um <laughs> i mean there there is an arc here there's a there's a certain amount of history, I was always impressed uh with the with the draw on historical things that, you know, actually existed, actual people. There's a lot of there's a lot of George Washington talk. Um, so well, I think sign that, me up that gets some credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's a Great Simpsons moment where she's dreaming and the ghost of George Washington's calling her a coward or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Bart just walks in and says you're talking to George Washington in your sleep. <laughs> um uh yeah, I don't know if I have a good number for this, but it's it's well, it's low. It's yeah, low. it's two. a two. I two. Give it two.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Nap- <sighs> Map
2: I don't think this is a very nappable show. No, there are no.
0: action sequences. It's very disruptive. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a one. Yep. I also don't think it's very rewatchable. Either yeah I'm agree it? with
2: that because the best re- most rewatchable shows are the ones where any episode you could just, you can pluck just out up of yeah exactly. space time and i i don't there's too much of a um an arc yep. right in this
0: uh, Corniness
2: factor they don't have sexual tension, do they it's much more brother sister
0: right there's a there's a mentor mentee. mentee thing going on there so that's a fish that's out of water fish if in if water you, <laughs> if you want a two purely for tom Nissan's chiseled bearded good looks i guess he's good
2: looking in a british way yeah exactly
0: yeah i think basically what i'm saying is i think there's a time we need to save our ones for and we'll get there but <laughs> long-term story arc uh is probably a four or five because this thing is just it's primarily built on itself
1: yep all right I'm going to give it a four.
0: Okay. Ease of access. Ease of access. Okay, here we go. Let's look it up
2: again.
0: It's like the Magic Apple. Did they disappear it after those four seasons? I mean, that would be the problem. Uh, I
2: mean, it's not enough episodes to be in syndication. So you're not going to catch it on TNT. Yep. Right. Sleepy Hollow. I get the Johnny Depp movie. Hmm. I get, oh, that was a good poster where Tom Meeson was holding his head his in the crook yes. of his arm.
1: Yeah.
0: It's on Hulu.
1: Oh. Well, it's a right. three. It's a three?
0: I give it a three. It's All on right. Hulu, but not on cable.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Because Bones had like is everywhere. You can Bones watch it is, anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. I'm talking about it and it's gonna show up on like some like screen. You're gonna get an Instagram oh. ad for Bones <laughs>
0: after this. <laughs> All right, All right, come move, on, Lucifer. Move, this is a show on. I know less about, so we go. Gotta- yes,
2: th- this is the only one that's more preposterous than Sleepy Hollow <laughs> is Cop Devil. Wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, this is basically Lucifer, you know, Lord of Hell, got <laughs> bored. And he's like, I'm not doing this hell thing anymore. And he goes to Earth and does his owns a nightclub that's just a bacchanalia of like drinking and sex and whatever. And then how does he get hooked up with the cops? I think he's just bored and he wants something interesting to do. And sure. so he attaches himself as a consultant to the
0: <laughs> LAPT. <laughs> I am not familiar with this show, so I'm really going to need to rely on on you all to do this, but uh, Tom Ellis and Company, right? That's the answer. yes. Yes, I yeah.
2: watched. I'm going to say the first three or four seasons. Maybe, maybe it was in season four they uh, introduced the character of Eve. They had lots of biblical, yeah, allusions and biblical characters. So this is Adam and Eve, Eve, and I found her to be so annoying that I just yes. stopped watching the show. Um. So we'll say strength of the leads. Have you seen Tom Ellis? Yeah. Yeah. He's... Have you looked at it? Yeah. I mean,
0: that's that's the crux of the show. That's how it got five seasons, right? Yes, totally. So, do In what the... you need to do, ladies.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, the other lead is Lauren German. I assume she just pronounces it German, who is a very beautiful blonde, somewhat blank. I think not as blank as Stana Katic. I just don't... I think she's not a super great
1: actress. Sure. But... Does she need to be, though? You know? Oh, right. She... she was in A
0: Walk to Remember.
2: <laughs> I think she was also a little bit in the Hawaii 5 Sure. Yes. Thank uh, you. Oh, by the way, that's another one, guys. Hawaii 5 oh Don't suggest it. It's cop cop.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, please don't. Um, and Chicago Fire, according to Wikipedia. Yes. Sure. Yes, um, yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. So she's a working actress. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I don't know if she has her
2: own website or not. But she has a pretty successful career. But uh, one of the funnier things in their relationship is that he continuously tells her that he is actually Lucifer the devil. Like he never ever lies. And he's like, Yeah, I'm the devil. And she's like, Ha ha, Lucifer, you kidder for the whole time. (laughs) It takes him like four years to convince her that
0: he actually is the devil laurengerman.com is coming soon. There's a oh little good, construction true, element. Uh, Namebird.com. Yeah, so. but
2: has it said that since 2014?
0: <laughs> We're not doing that level of research here.
1: I mean, I think because of him, and I've barely watched the show. Dave has watched it again. He really should be the one that's on this episode. Um, but he's such a powerful presence that yeah. I would almost give this a five because of him.
0: I think I would so. too. Yeah. And,
2: and the character is insanely sort of charming yes. and debauched. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. that's what you want out of your Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. uh, On to supporting characters, I, I because I'm not familiar with the show, I'm just scrolling through the Google uh, algorithm of people. It kicks back, and I don't really recognize any of them, except I see right. that Dennis Haysbert is God, which I assume is just an occasional thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: they, they. I mean, they have a lot of opportunities to bring guest stars in as you sure. know, archangels and all of that stuff. Um, You're but, in good hands with Dennis Haysbert as your yep. God. Once yeah. a season, um, Rachel Harris. I was going to say she should one. recognize yeah. she plays Lucifer's therapist, <laughs> and that's a pretty good <laughs> relationship. She's, fun, she's really yeah. funny. She is good. She's good. Uh, DB Woodside. People will probably recognize yes. when they see. Um, there is one season where Tom Welling, oh of Superman of, Smallville. Um, Small, yeah, thank you, small I was grasping for which Superman property it was. He comes in as the newest police homicide captain. Let me tell you, he is aging into his 40s very nicely. It's like a fine wine. I was not into him on Smallville. It well, was he was re- almost I mean,
1: too good look like too yeah. sort of perfect looking. And when people age and get those lines, they yep. are more interesting yep. Yep. looking. Sounds he was like, very
0: pretty. Back sounds like a four. Days. Sounds like you're talking about a four, ladies. I I,
1: I think
2: so, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Location porn. It's L.A. So oh I mean, yeah, because it's, already... it's like hell. Yeah. How, how apropos. Mean,
2: <laughs> it's it's tropical. There's sun, unlike the three we've discussed so far, which are basically gray. Yeah. All the time. Sun, sand.
0: Sounds like There's a four some beach stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna save our five for being for hair for having our hair blown back, right? But right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 Plot quality. Oh okay i would say it's it's fine
1: entertaining enough yeah let's do a three for that yeah nap ability
2: Uh, you don't want to watch
1: nap nap during
2: lucifer because yeah you you, you know gotta watch your back yeah yeah uh rewatchability i don't know i don't know that it's old enough to yeah have a good rewatchability score yet um and it in and it is a little bit more um focused on the through line of the myth, maybe. sure, yeah, so I might give that a two okay. so far, okay um horniness factor uh five is as high as the scale goes <laughs> let's do it yeah no he has- um they do
1: more than just have him take his shirt off every once <laughs> in a while do they like I mean- dennis franz nypd blew him like he's <laughs> like we're I-, I-, I do
2: believe they do and he has sex Interesting sexual escapades in his penthouse, which is above the nightclub. You know, yep. what well, one might say, interesting experimentation and kinks. So they are not shy about showcasing his
0: body. Okay, so five. for yes, being old.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Long-term story arc. I don't even remember that very much, but yeah, it is sort of uh, him kind of figuring out. How like where his place is and how he sort of fits in and does he have to keep doing this deviling stuff. And essentially, he's sick of being told that he has a particular task and a particular place, like he must be the Lord of Hell. And he's like, fuck it, I don't want to do that. It's and a so battle it's for him.
0: Lucifer's soul?
2: It it really is. I would uh, give it a four. I think it's as good as Sleepy Hollow. Sure. And Ease of Access, well, we know it's on Netflix. Yes, it is. Yeah. This is it. So. This
1: is a Five, is it a five do you think because everybody has netflix i mean i know it's not on cable but i feel like netflix is the most ubiquitous of the I streaming think so. shows, as, I think yeah so
0: what's the one where the brothers drive around chasing off demons and monsters and oh supernatural a, yes yeah. that's what this show makes me think of as you're describing it because i've also seen that's that's not cop, not cop friends a cop um, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh i've seen you know a, a fair amount of supernatural because of sam and and just, you know, it's charming, and mm-hmm. and there's some horniness, and, and yes. so I feel like it has that vibe, because even the evil characters are di- surprisingly dimensional. Mm-hmm. No, nobody's yeah, really yeah. interested in what their their typecast is supposed to be. Supernatural is very CW horny. Yes. Is, there's is. a certain
1: yeah. quality of horniness on the CW. Yeah. And it was literally on for, like, 20 years. Like, I think it just ended. <laughs> I think they did, like, 13 or 14
0: oh, seasons, God. so you're not exaggerating by no. that much. I think because this list has been has been put in a strong quality order overall. We can move Mm -hmm. a little bit faster through some of the rest of the
2: Sure, Absolutely. Okay. The mentalist reformed
1: con man works with the police. Right. Uh, This is, this was one of Dave Butler's uh, quarantine watches. I mean, every night he would be up. It's like, I'm on like season six of the mentalist. Another one that did uh, go for a very, very long time. The premise is pretty silly though. I mean, I know there is a long-term I mean, we'll get to the long-term story arc, but it, the you uh-huh. know, he's he's basically a you know, um, what's his face? It's like um Sherlock Holmesy, you know, he just oh. notices a lot. Oh, of stuff. he was a, a f- Okay, now now this is coming back to me now yeah. that I'm
2: looking at the Wikipedia page. He was a former quote-unquote psychic. A yes. psychic
0: yeah. con he, man. His superpower is the ability to pay attention. To notice right. shit. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. So now he's employing that for good. 151 episodes. Yeah, there was
1: a lot. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave had to be watching multiple episodes. Uh, he day. was. He regularly <laughs> fell asleep downstairs. I'm like, he's like, I fell asleep watching The Mentalist. God. <laughs> um. But yeah, we'll do this one as a... I wouldn't say one because it's not the devil, but maybe a two. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Simon Baker. Yeah, this is another one
2: that goes pretty much on the strength of the lead, Simon Baker. But he's so lazy in here; he barely yes manages to do an American accent. Yeah, like yeah. if you listen hard, you can hear the, the Australian. Australian <laughs> yeah, the Australian <laughs> comes <compass laughs> through
1: underneath there. And I'm going to quote <laughs> Colleen where she says she doesn't trust a, a like old blonde man. <laughs> that was <easy> <laughs> What's three? going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be a three. I mark. mean, I, Simon Baker holds strong in the... um, um The devilish old, Prada. Yes, but the older middle-aged lady, like I'm saying 50 plus, they love a Simon oh, Baker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: sense. there's a reason this was on network television for as long, <laughs> as, long as it was.
1: <laughs> yes. He yep. was a handsome fella.
2: And, and fairly charming. I just yes, found yeah. that it all it's to like be smarmy, even lazier charming. than... Castle. Yeah. Right. Uh, Supporting characters, Robin and Tani, I always thought that was weird because I thought she was going to be a movie star. Wasn't she
1: in the The Schwarzenegger
2: picture and whatever. And then
1: she just fell off. I mean, listen, she probably made bank doing this. So good for her. But it's not going to, she's not going to win an
0: Oscar. So she fell off and she landed here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a two. Right. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Location porn. Uh, Wikipedia tells me this is set in Sacramento. I would not know that. <laughs> I mean, sorry, guys. Sacramento is not going to get you any points on this. No, oh, <laughs> nope. One. Yep. Okay. Plot quality is a uh, uh,
2: two,
0: two,
1: two. Sorry, sorry, Dave.
0: Two. CBS baseline.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: It this was. This was. Uh, uh, primetime television for many years, so I think the nappability factor. I mean, yeah. so is Bones, so I shouldn't say that, but like, there's there's more action sequences in Mentalist, isn't there? I miss, miss thinking that. Uh, I, I don't, I'm
2: out of my depth on that one. Me too. I don't remember, but you know, if we're going on the Dave Butler scale, yeah, well, quite nappable, yeah, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right, that's, that's it. So he gets a Dave know. Butler four, yeah, okay, oh, no. <laughs> all
0: right. <laughs> Uh, um,
2: rewatchability. It's probably like bones. It probably goes down real easy. Yeah, right. I think so.
1: I think so. So All right. Yeah, it that for. For. horniness. He just doesn't. I don't think that. I'm not sure if they are supposed to be. I'm sure there is some sexual tension because it's a man and a woman. So that's the thing. But I don't mm-hmm. like he doesn't really do it for me so much. And uh, again, it really is funny that they're always like, and then the woman has no like, you know. She's so boring, or she's so static, because she has to be a cop and she has to, you know, be upright by the book. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm again, I'm a bit- seeing a pattern emerge yeah. here. It's weird. <laughs> I know it is kind of like seeing a pattern. <laughs>
2: Lord, I-, I will say, in terms of my own personal horniness, I was quite horny for um, Officer. was the Officer Detective Cho. Who was one of the sidekicks played by Tim Kang? Oh. I always found him absurdly sexy because you don't see a lot of Asian men, of no. course. First mm-hmm. of all, not playing scientists and doctors or whatever, and he was playing a homicide cop. Oh, and he is cute. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, very yeah. cute. Yeah, but his character was completely poker face. Like he had was so dry, you couldn't tell whether he had a sense of humor or not. And I think he did. And I just, I really liked his. Stony poker face quality. I don't know why, because I felt like there was something underneath there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I like and he would later pick up the uh, the co star lead in Megan PI, right? The reboot. Oh, right,
1: right, right. right. Yeah. Oh, because is he?
0: because it's because it's Hawaii, right? And because Korean is close enough to the J, the general <laughs> sure, Asian sure, sure, of, <laughs> of Hawaii. Sure, yeah. why not? But
2: as far as like the you know overall, not Anne's personal. <laughs> <factor>. <laughs>
0: That's a completely different scale. Right. I'd, uh, I'd give that a two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, They're not gross. They're not gross no, people. No.
2: Um, I have no idea if there's the a story The story Mark,
1: apparently there is
2: one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Hi, wait, wait, where is like it? His I was wife... just reading it. Because I remember the name Red John. The guy Red yes. John yes. was who he was always... Uh, obsessed with a serial killer known as Red John who is responsible for the brutal murders of
0: his wife and daughter. Does Red John at some point create a crime that frames the mentalist? I feel like that's a plot arc that would happen, (laughs) right? There's several episodes where the mentalist has to be put into custody because Red John has done such a good job killing someone and making it look like the mentalist did it. I am absolutely certain that there must be. (laughs) So
2: I guess There's I'll any think...
1: justice in this world. <laughs> I guess I'll give it a five, only because there is such a strong story yep. arc that, right. you know. That I could name it off the top of
0: my yes. head, even yeah. though I didn't watch a lot of The Mentalist. And I think yeah. I just wrote it without having ever seen it. Mm. Ease of access? Okay, here we go. Well, I mean, uh, Dave found it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's either oh, on... the list.
2: Maybe it's on a... uh, the... Me-
1: mentalist and
2: the next entry is the mandalorian (laughs) well uh
1: it's streaming on prime video oh okay that's so random that i found it i'll give that uh, a three i'm giving i'm knocking off some bezos points so right and not oh okay maybe i'm the only one who doesn't have prime video no no i mean and you know fuck jeff bezos as absolutely all right, White Collar. Time to go it, to the boy. USA Network. Characters, welcome.
2: <laughs> it's been a while since I watched White Collar. I think I watched it on Netflix while later seasons w- were still airing, so I haven't seen the last couple of seasons. But And it's been a while, but it's Matt Bomer, mm-hmm. the yep. previously statue. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was a reason his Magic Mike character did that um yes. Dance as a Ken doll. <laughs> um, so he is a not reformed con artist, but he was caught. And as part of his deal, he agrees to work with the FBI for a certain prescribed amount of
0: time. It's a and real catch-me-if-you-can situation. Yeah, you
2: won't have to go to jail. Yeah. And the FBI agent is uh, Tim Decay. I had a conversation with my brother Carl and his wife Libby once because they watched this show. And Libby and I were saying that if it came down to it, we would both choose Tim Decay to be within a relationship over Matt Bomer in a heartbeat. Let's setting aside the fact that he's gay in real life, but their characters on the show, we would choose the FBI guy 100%, no questions asked. And my brother was like, come on. you lying. Have you seen Matt Bulmer? And I'm like, no, nope, too pretty.
1: He's too pretty. Too pretty,
2: yep. too smooth, yes. too slippery. I'd never trust him. I would go for this stand-up, slightly goofy and awkward uh, FBI agent who has got that, again, late 40s handsomeness. Yes. Yeah, a
1: little Anything. rugged,
0: a little Any weathered. Day. On behalf of all of the men who clean up okay on a good day, thank yes. you.
1: <laughs> I don't want Matt Bomer. I know. I, don't. I I can't be the, like, way uglier person in the relationship. Like, there <laughs> has to be some equality as far as that goes.
2: Well, speaking of that, the FBI guy, Peter, is married to Tiffany Amber mm. She's... His wife in this,
0: so he has a way hotter wife. Yeah, and she's great. Interesting so, we'll, she comes up as Tiffany Theisen. I wonder if there's a. Tr- she a tried to take it out. She no, she has yeah, she did. The Amber.
1: She did, but yeah. I think she's kind of leaning back into it just because of you know that's how people know her. It's hard. I mean, to, she she can't.
2: She can try, but I she's know. not going to exactly. do
0: VH ones. I love the '60s or whatever without, <laughs> or I love the '90s rather without uh, the Amber. The Amber. no, no the Amber. she has to.
2: So preposterous of the premise. I don't think it's preposterous. I mean, as you cited, Catch Me If You Can, Frank Bobby, Abigail was a real... or, or what's-his-name, yeah. did it. Yeah. 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 I'll give it so, a four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Strength of the leads. I mean, it made Matt Bomer a star.
2: Made Matt Bomer a star. I think Tim Decay is very good. I think they have good chemistry yeah. in it, the kind of bickering... To, and Matt Bomer is always trying to s- sort of skirt the rules and see what he can get away with. And K is always like hauling them back. I think they're I think they're very good together. I would give yeah. them a five. OK. And USA these are, characters welcome.
0: These are known quantities. See, these are these are actors who compared to a lot of these other names. I mean, it's it goes back to Bones. Like it's one of the shows where you're actually going to know who these people are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Supporting yeah. cast, I mean, Tiffany Thiessen as a supporting cast member is pretty great. And Willie Garson's in here yeah. too. As, yep. uh,
1: having now done another rewatch of Sex and the City, Willie Garson factors heavily in that. So, yeah. Uh, um, I'll give it I, a, I have not seen a ton
0: of Sex and the City, but I think that Willie Garson's character in Sex and the City is one of the more delightful characters yes. in that yes. show. Yeah. Especially, and as you've event- noted, the other ones fall yeah. in <laughs> right. rewatch. Yeah. It- and we should mention eventually they do bring in
2: Sharif Atkins, who I oh. knew from ER. Yes. he made his yeah. bones on ER. He's a yeah. fairly well known
0: yep. face and voice. So
2: I think they did a they did a good job. Yeah, There's with an
0: it. Emily Proctor appearance in this show? Oh hey, yeah, yeah. love Emily yep. Proctor Just slipping through the cast here. So, I mean, I good.
2: I will give them a five. I think think so. Okay, so yeah. okay, probably. Location porn. Where was it set?
0: Was, was it New York? Was it some sort of urban? It felt. I think it's urban-y. It I don't was urban a ton about it. Okay.
2: It doesn't say anywhere in the no, main description. body of
1: the.
0: Well, I guess that means short. it doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, then we can't rate it high. Yeah. No. Right. It's got to get. Well, we're just gonna get a one for that. Sorry, guys, because we don't even yep. know yep. where. Uh, plot quality. Well, it's USA yeah.
2: quality. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Yes, Right. Yep. It, that, it's a good three for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably highly nappable.
0: Yes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think I think anything that's the USA Network, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, in that churn, sure, that's a four. That's, yep. that's easily a four.
2: Yep. I think it's probably also pretty <sighs> rewatchable. I think so. I think I would give that a four as well. That's good. Horniness
0: factor? Well, I mean, they're not horny for each other. No, right. But no. you get a lot of Matt Boomer screen time. Yeah, you do get a lot of that Bomer smirmy time. hair smile situation. He and is t- very charming. Too. And Tim t- hey, in that in that uh, mid late career ruggedness, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I could I could see I could see it being a three even without the sexual tension. Yeah, yeah. of I Some of so. these other yeah. shows, I think that's fair. Uh, the long term story
2: arc is. I think he's still trying to go bad. I think he's really not reformed at least for most of the or I can't remember what it was there's a girlfriend that pops up somewhere and in the end of season maybe 4 or something he makes a break for it. So uh so Matt Bomar still has kind of things that he's pulling off behind the seasons or behind the scenes that are leading up to his eventual
0: break for freedom. So it's pretty good. I'd give it a 4. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I and think the Ease of access has got to be a 4, 3, or 4 because it's just on a lot. I think it's... Is it on... It's not quote color and... white.
2: I, it's on one of my... It might be on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Yes, it's
1: on Hulu. And it's on USA. So
2: it's a 4. I mean, if it's not yeah. a 5,
0: it could even be a 5. Oh, if
1: guys, it was, it's also on IMDB
2: TV
0: <laughs> where it's and...
2: The Roku channel.
1: Oh, yeah, which I'm always like, I told Dave one time I'm embarrassed to watch the Roku channel. I don't know why, but I'm like, this seems sad. (laughs) Like It's like bottom of the barrel. I'm giving it a five because it's obviously can be on cable and it can be on multiple
0: streaming services. And IMDb TV is free. That's where Sam and I watch Midsummer Murders. So (laughs) um, we're going to go here and I'm going to I'm going to take the next one and I'm going to jet through it. But I do want to take this USA Network moment to say this is tough for me we're not doing burn notice because that is not cop friends a cop (laughs) and bruce campbell is friends a cop is is pretty good uh but it didn't quite fit the because they're not fighting crime yep they're doing good acts for people while trying to figure out jeffrey donovan's life used to be a cop got cut off by the cia (laughs) right exactly i guess that's a good point it's former under former secret agent cop slash buddies a cop so know that that was a discussion we had (laughs) <laughs> and, and the problem is that would have done well because it would have had a five for location porn um it would have had a five for horniness factors there would have been a lot to go for it but just it doesn't, sure. doesn't meet the grid sorry yep. mm, jeffrey
2: yep. donovan's cheekbones and yes. jawline right.
0: i know for real
2: <laughs> and then the only one who to... has a
1: better one is guy pierce <laughs> <laughs> yes they're very very similar looking that that yep. is definitely the the gene pool they're playing yeah. in
0: all right murder she wrote
2: this is, I would say, a proto cop, not cop. Yes. yes, and so it. I think it fits these categories the most loosely. Yep. But in honor of you, Bobby, I, I think if you assure me that it fits, it well, does, we'll and go. I'll tell
0: you why, which is because it is a not cop writer. Actually, in some ways, very similar to Castle, who always ends up working with the cops. So in uh, Cabot Cove, there is a sheriff. And that sheriff changes uh, early on in the series, but there's an old white sheriff and then another old white sheriff. And they uh, uh, do work together side by side. And there's always uh, an apprehension about her being involved, but at the end, she's the one who gets results. And so it always happens. Um, So there really is a chemistry between her and the sheriff always. And then in the later seasons, when they get her out of Cabot Cove because they realize the body count has reached preposterous levels and they must put her in a larger city she ends up almost always interacting with a new york city detective or occasionally a pi who's sort of working for a client but ends up doing the right thing for the law but almost always a cop so i think it does count also i did make sure to put the comma in because the title really is murder oh she yeah. wrote i missed yeah. that yep you gotta have the comma you, because you're it's, right it's it has that that phrasing of a novel you know she Yep. yep. Two
2: hundred and sixty-four pos- episodes. Huh? Oh, Holy oh.
0: shit. And if you look up how many people died in Cabot Cove <laughs> Hold on, I'll I'll look at now. How many people died in Cabot Cove, despite the town's population of three thousand five hundred and sixty, <laughs> Cabot Cove became notable as a place where a large number of murders took place. The New York Times calculated that almost two percent of Cabot Cove's residents died during the show's run. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the preposterousness of the of the premise is a one. It could not be anything but a one. Okay. Uh, the strength of the leads, I mean... Uh, Come on. Come I mean, on. It's a five. It has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it launched Angela Lansbury. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. And William uh, Wyndham plays Dr. Seth Hazlitt, sort of her sidekick, her not-cop sidekick. Uh, Tom Bosley was the first sheriff... Right, oh, right, right 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 and then the first sheriff is um, ron is it mazak i don't know but anyway yeah tom bosley you get some early tom bosley there. late for him tom bosley but yeah it's a five it has to be the, of the, the father
1: Dowling mysteries
0: precursor <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right that's what we're looking for in the coaching tree of these shows uh the supporting uh characters i i think can be a three and i'll tell you why mm-hmm. um most characters come and go in these types of procedurals you know, because they die off or they're just one-off characters. Uh, but so many people show up in an episode of Murder She Wrote. So many actors early in their career. So many. Yeah. Um, everybody in that era guested. Um, recently, there's Jessica Walter episodes. Oh. R.I.P. My third of the show. <laughs> um, Brian Cranston shows up early in his career. Like it's just one of those ones where. People just do, and, and I've mentioned Sam and I've been watching *Midsummer Murders*. We just recently watched an episode where Olivia Coleman, oh wow, is the killer mm-hmm. early wow. in her career, and it's incredible. She's really God, good. She in must it. have been
1: a baby because she's not surprisingly not that
0: old. She's like yeah. in her late forties. Yeah. Um, Megan Lolly shows up at some point. Leslie mm-hmm. Gilson makes a mention. Mentally- it's course. just one of these wow. shows where everybody, everybody did their tour of duty in an episode of murder she wrote. So. And I remember that that we had a discussion years ago now about her nephew Grady. Yes.
2: (laughs) Who made very poor life decisions every time he showed up in Cavot Cove.
0: Yeah, he just an agent of chaos every time he shows up. (laughs) The lovable doofus Grady. I named one of my fantasy football teams after him one year. Um Location porn Cabot is beautiful It's main It's different It's very the same They use the same sets Over and over and over again But nice. I think it deserves At least a three For being different Sort of the way Sleepy Hollow got it Yeah mm-hmm. um, Plot quality is probably A two at best I mean it's really cheesy who done it but it's it's comfortable you can if, if there was ever a show for a five for Napability, this has got to be a <laughs> similarly rewatchability i think is a four or five because you could forget it and come back to it it just doesn't yeah. matter Said it forget mm-hmm. it um, miss- <laughs> miss- <laughs> is a
1: negative 10 <laughs> i mean listen i love angela lansbury you know she,
0: she this is not a horny show though she's already <laughs> widowed yeah. At the start of the show. I mean that she is older. It's, it's not Golden Girls. This no. is no. not right. Blanche Devereaux or whatever her <laughs> name was. Yeah. I do like this is one of those shows that I think exists to empower older people to feel like they're still relevant. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the CBS procedurals always have like that older. Very smart character because they're saying you're not dead yet. Yeah. And Angela Lansbury is that character in this show. <laughs> Long-term story arc is a is a one. You don't need it. There's no arc. Every episode is a monster of the week. You just watch it and you're done. Yep. Um, and Ease of Access nowadays. I know it's streaming everywhere because I know we can watch it whenever we want. It's streaming on Peacock, Peacock Premium, IMDb TV, and DirecTV. But it's probably not on cable as much as it used to be. So maybe it's no. a three or a four. Yeah, Although you it. can
2: only get five seasons on the last two. So you can ah. get the
0: 12 seasons on Peacock.
1: I gave right. it a three. Okay.
2: Sure.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sure Peacock, it's one of those things where when they launched Peacock, they thought, what is every property we own sure. that mm-hmm. we can yep. wrangle into putting into boost our numbers? And sure. Yep. Classic. All right. Chuck. This has been a long time since Chuck went off
2: the air. Yeah. But... uh Hey, second appearance of Matt Bomer on this list. He comes in in a small role as a secret agent who is the best friend of Chuck, Zach Levi, who has a secret computer that he implants into Zachary Levi, a.k.a. Chuck's brain, that makes him a super agent. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) And...
0: (laughs) <laughs> I never actually watched Chuck. I was aware of it, but I never watched I know the people who liked Chuck really liked Chuck. Yes. Yeah. he
2: Chuck is a nerd. He works at the fictional equivalent of the Geek Squad at Best Buy, yeah. whatever the big box electronics store is, and he's just kind of nerdy and dorky. Let's forget the fact that Zachary okay. Levi is extremely attractive um, with the oddball cast of characters that surround him, and then the... CIA, NSA, FBI, whichever government agency send y- Yvonne Strahovski yes. to um, be his handler. And at first she is undercover. So she's just like the gorgeous neighbor that he has a crush on. But eventually it gets revealed that she is a secret agent and he starts working with her and her team to use his his superpowers. So, Um, preposterousness of the premise. (laughs) Um, Well, this is a one. Yeah, yeah, that's a one. (laughs) Download a (laughs) supercomputer into your brain.
1: Strength of the leads: Zachary
0: Levi is great. It's interesting that Google um, actually puts Yvonne Strahovski first. First. Well, she's
1: in the, I mean, it's weird because, I mean, maybe it's because right now the Handmaid's Tale is coming back and she's on the Handmaid's Tale. So I don't know if she's getting some SEO stuff. I don't know um interesting executive producers
2: i Josh know schwartz yeah. created the oc yep McGee, that guy Ugh.
1: no white guy should call himself <laughs> mcg i'm sorry no. no this is such a product of like 2007 like it's so just when those guys um you know were popping yep right Ugh. I, I would say the strength of the lead is probably a four or five because yeah, it, I mean I think- Zachary Levi is a, in a Marvel or was it Marvel? I don't know what. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, put it um, in a, I'll put it as a five. And there's a, an Adam Baldwin on here who's a Baldwin who's not a Baldwin. <laughs> He's not a
2: Baldwin, but he was on Firefly. Again. Oh, okay. People, I don't think he's a very good person in real life. I think oh. he's outed himself to be a little bit more in line with the maga crowd. Oh, but um, but the characters he plays, you could all see them being <laughs> maga. Sure. Um, he always plays a big sort of brute, tough guy, but he's very good. But the,
0: anyway, there was a time when I had the AOL screen name "The Fifth Bald One." <laughs> <proud>
2: <laughs> he was wasn't he in that one with um, Patrick? What's his name? And Mc- McDreamy, oh, who was the nerd right, 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 who paid right, right. the guy for protection. Yeah. What oh, one was that, Hillary? I oh can't. I can't. Thank I Thank you for only calling on Hillary. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like... <sighs> wait, wait. I'll go to Adam Baldwin's Wikipedia page. I bet I...
0: My Bodyguard. Right. My bodyguard. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we should have... <laughs> that was basically what you just described, so that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was an in Independence Day. Apparently.
2: Oh, yeah. but that's not the one with McDreamy. Which is the one with McDreamy. Patrick, Patrick. Fuck, I'm Dempsey. getting old. Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey. Yes. It's okay. yes, we're into the Thank third you.
0: hour of the show. So you can okay? Whatever. A this is important.
2: This is this is important, Bobby. <laughs> anyway, so we're into supporting characters. So Adam Baldwin is in it. Then um, Chuck's sister, uh, whatever, Sarah Lancaster, her, Ellie, Ellie, yeah. played by Sarah Lancaster. Dave
1: loves she, Sarah Lancaster. Yep,
2: she's a doctor, and her fiance Ryan McPartlin. Uh, who was in one of the bad Christmas movies that I watched, who is the mannequin who came to life. But uh, he, um, Chuck refers to him as Captain Awesome because he is so good looking and so tall and he's a doctor and such a good person. And and he's very much the comic relief character on this. Also, the dorks at the big box store, uh, the the <laughs> lovable dorks, uh Lester and what's Jeff. Jeff and Lester, they had their own kind of sub following on there. So I think the, the supporting characters are quite uh well drawn. Yeah. Timothy I would Dalton, say. Tony Hale,
1: Wow, yep Chevy Chase. And I,
2: and I think it, it helps that Chuck is, i would say is more comedy
0: forward sure.
2: than sure. the so other, other ones that did. we've talked about. Do you so want to get it out, it,
1: out of five?
0: Yeah, um, I Olivia think so. Munn made a made an appearance at some point. Tons wow. of people. Yeah, wow. On Chuck. I imagine clothed for a *Living in Your <laughs> Yeah, this one was on NBC, right?
2: I don't remember where it was set, although I, I do remember a kind of like a California apartment yeah. complex.
1: I mean, it, it seems kind of, kind of like a sort um, of thing, like 40 Burbank, forty-year 40 Burbank, forty-year-old virgin kind of deal, where it's like it's right. an electronic store in California. I'm gonna get that. Yep. A two almost because I sometimes I feel like it's lazy. Like, they probably literally filmed it in Burbank, like, that probably was yeah. where the set is. And it's like, well, let's just do it in Burbank. How convenient,
2: yeah. I mean, and they do go on a lot of like adventures to different countries or places, whatever. But I expect those were all sound stages, sure. I don't think they really, you know, went to Greece or wherever. Plot quality is goofy fun. Yeah. I would give it a three. I think that's okay. fine. Uh, nap ability,
1: I don't think you would. No. Not that much, no.
2: I think actually, instead of napability, it would be a good two screener, sure, sure sure or a good okay, background, yeah, yeah so sure. I would probably give it a like a two maybe okay. on a napability uh rewatchability, I think it's probably pretty rewatchable, yeah, give that a four.
1: Horniness. Horniness. Well, how does Dave feel about Yvonne Um, I think he probably thinks that she's pretty cute. She's a
0: blonde mm-hmm. lady. I um, think it's, when you look at the posters for Chuck, like they intentionally play up the he's a schlub, she's hot, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Which is so funny because Zachary Levi doesn't necessarily do it for me, but he's a cute guy. I mean, he's mm-hmm. very cute. Th- at some point in the series, I think
2: they like they stopped trying so hard to make him seem dorky. Yeah. 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 Like that man puts on a tux and he looks good. Well, yeah, exactly. if you were
0: if you were uh suddenly an agent uh mastermind for several years, you would get a good haircut and Yeah. You'd, like, you'd pick some things up. Right. You would you would start to learn. I mean, this is the uh this is the gender flip, right? So in the other side in another universe, this would be the librarian with her hair up and the glasses on and it's like they're making her look homely, but she's still hot because it's still Hollywood. Right. Or like right. they're not gonna actually hire a four to yeah. play this role they're just not yes. going to so. no exactly
2: and I I would say the other uh the other factor in the horniness factor the other the other leg to stand on is Ryan McPartlin. sure Captain Awesome he is extremely attractive and they think nothing of you know having him like work up use the pull-up bar or something <laughs> like shirtless or whatever so I guess I would go for three. three on it's that okay.
1: yeah long-term long, storm ter-
0: Ugh, long term- uh, we should put a pin in uh, for a future show w- googling various male celebrities and seeing how many pictures in you get to a shirtless one <laughs> so ryan McPartland, for example the seventh picture that comes up is his is his chest sure, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i oh, mean really they actually, waited that long i should say actually it's fifth if you count a collage that includes a, a pecs and six pack in it i mean that's
2: a that's impressive that i see the picture that you're looking at in that collage that's <laughs> I mean, does he not drink water? <laughs> right. That's it. oh, there's there's a full uh, size picture of that later on in the, a couple of rows down. Right, but well, let's finish the, the show first. Okay, we, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Right, um... <laughs> but again, a pin for a future. Right, a uh, long term story arc is Chuck trying to figure out how to get the computer out of his brain, and then eventually they get it out, and I think he tries to. He decides he doesn't like being ordinary Chuck anymore, and he wants to get it back in. But I I would give that maybe a three. Yeah. On long term. Sure. Ease of access. Spell it correctly. I bet it's on Peacock. Not available on my streaming services. I'm curious how you misspelled Chuck. Judge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's on Prime Video. Okay. Okay, I'll give it. What is that? That's like a two.
0: Well, that's a two because yeah, Prime Video doesn't necessarily mean it's free. I'm Prime Video. Yeah,
2: exactly. They have a like a publicity shot from what must have been the last season at the top of the this um, screen. He looks so suave in his button-down shirt and his blazer
0: and his crisp trousers. It is incredible that that's all it takes for guy to look good. I'm sorry, it's just true. It's annoying. Yep. Yep.
1: All right, all m- right. Moving oh on boy. to our <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> moving on to our final one. I looked this up on Wikipedia, and it made me laugh. It says numbers stylized as and pronounce it numb <laughs> Uh This um, so think- fucking stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Guys. Okay, so, so stupid. Dave and I. Uh, when we were first married, like, I guess and right when, no, it was like maybe right when we moved in together was when numbers um, started and we really like leaned into the Friday night CBS (laughs) TV shows and numbers was one of them. Um, you know, okay. So Rob Morrow is an FBI agent and his brother, Charlie helps who's played by David Krumholtz. Um, Like helps him solve crimes with with math. math. He's a math
2: genius. (laughs) Um, Donna Charlie F. Dom is the jaded, calloused, uh, hardworking, obsessed FBI agent, (laughs) and Charlie is the privileged. uh, graduated from high school early at, at 13 yeah. the same year as his older brother graduated from France Doogie Howser situation yeah oh yeah, very Doogie Hauser. Yeah. and he's kind of like a rock god as far as math is concerned <laughs> now he teaches at CalSci, which is thinly veiled uh reference to Caltech yep sure and you know has written uh, like best-selling math books <laughs>
0: Is that is that the closest thing we can get to like Freakonomics? I guess, yeah, I like, yes. so, yeah. Yes. yeah, something
2: to that. And so, however it works, it, it, Don is in a I don't know, like, spreading FBI business around like they're always uh charlie still lives at home with their father and don's always coming over and talking about cases so uh, eventually charlie young sheldon that this sounds like a certain type of distribution whatever and gets pulled into using math to help his brother's
1: fbi unit solve crimes uh so yeah the preposterousness of the premise i
0: would say is it's like it's not magical you know i mean it's
2: like
0: interesting how it, all the ones ended up at the end of this list that <laughs> uh, it's I,
1: like
0: it, I it's sort of like the bones
2: one. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm sure this could happen. They provide a clear link in, in that this isn't something that sort of happens every day like off the street. They just go consult a math professor. But it's like this is a person in his life who has this skill set who sees how he can apply it. Yes. To this work.
0: Right, if you're lobbying so, for a two I'll give you a two. Yes.
2: I was lobbying for three, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strength Straight. of the leads, C- Rob
1: Morrow. <sighs> Come on, I love Rob Morrow. I love, I love Rob him. Morrow. I love him. I David Crumholtz. Like, I love him from um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, he's yep. still holding strong from that. Like, yeah, I own a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, As previously mentioned, that was my first car. So mm-hmm. I would give this a four. And they actually, I will say this, and Jed Hirsch is really good. I will say this. They all seem like they could be related to each other. Like, they Should do you- a good job of seeming oh, related. So,
2: interestingly the the part of the FBI brother of Don was who was cast Gabriel mocked oh no who I think went on to be suits who's yeah, like sort of blonde and teutonic looking. yeah and then when they cast Judd Hirsch and David Crumholtz, they were like mm, this is going kind of a Jewish family. yeah <laughs> and they recast with Rob Morrow so there's a pilot somewhere Ooh, out of Gabriel this Macht. is
1: very like um, back to the future uh, mm-hmm. like completely so re-cast. at
2: some point they made a decision to lean into the fact that this is a Jewish family and that does come into play yeah in the yeah. long-term story arc eventually which we'll get to but i think they're great i do too and, and they seem like well, they could be brothers yes. there's a lot of brotherly to,
0: conflict yes so
2: i would give them a, five. I I would I a mention
0: five that i have an old friend who this was years and years ago so i'm not i know this isn't still the case but she had i think two cats named joel and maggie <laughs> <laughs> just that's my <laughs> only rob morrow <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> uh, supporting from...
2: characters, we mentioned Jed Hirsch. Come on, yeah, he's, he's an great. All-star. Yeah, um, uh, Peter McNichols. Yes, he's really good in of, it. He's great yeah. in it. I love him. Um, I, you, you, the FBI sidekicks are okay. They're fine. I Dylan Bruno. Yes, is another one. I have the hot spot. Yes, he's so not my type. He's like a thick neck. I think he was actually a wrestler, like a very good wrestler. And um a wrestler, and then he he just looks like the most jockeyest football well, and he does the i think he does
1: like chevy and, um he, he did the chevy voice of voiceover the Chevy <laughs> yeah. voiceover
2: yeah. he's got a real deep gravelly voice. he went to MIT. Wow! And majored in environmental engineering, so that's a twist. Then he was on the pro ski circuit for a year, and then he became an actor. Wow, save it for the (laughs)
0: biopic episode. I know.
2: (laughs) Interesting dude, but not my type. No, I agree. I mean, I will
0: roll my tongue up. Yes. So Uh, Google uh, tells me, as somebody who's never watched them three years, uh, we get a Lou Diamond Phillips and a Wendell Pierce. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are both interesting. Diamond yeah.
2: Phillips comes in as this um, military police sharpshooter, like the best sharpshooter in the business. Wendell Pierce is Don's therapist. Th- yes. Those are some of the best episodes when he's forced to go to therapy. And like any, you know, stereotypical cop, he is not here for it. He just wants to get his paper signed so he can go back to his job. Mm-hmm. And the therapist is like, no, we're
1: talking about this. <laughs> those are excellent episodes. Yes, Um, I'm going to give it a four for the strength of supporting characters. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Location porn. Again, it's uh, their house is very nice, but it's LA. We drove by it. It's in Pasadena when I was out visiting Carl (laughs) and Libby.
2: (laughs) We went and drove by the numbers house.
1: Uh, We'll give it a three for that. Like, it's fine. Like, there's nothing spectacular about it. Yeah. It's a lot of like FBI office building stuff. Plot quality. I mean, listen, I, like I said in the Jambo, this is where I learned the term algorithm. Like, the only reason why I know what an algorithm is is because of numbers, because of Charlie. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, so this is... Strangely enough, I did not love numbers because it was a math nerd show and I was a math nerd. Yeah. like I liked it for the drama and the family element drama. of it. Like, no, I, yeah. Like I said, this show is sneakily a family drama. Yes. Like disguised yeah. as a procedural.
0: Oh, like a, like... like a Blue Bloods. Yes. 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 Better than Blue Bloods. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs>
3: I've,
2: never, um, I've
0: never watched an episode of Blue Bloods. I can't do it. Yes. I see too many commercials for him trying to sell me a reverse mortgage. I can't watch Blue Bloods.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, uh, who are we fooling, Tom, with that hair color? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believes that, Tom. Um, <laughs> but so the way that numbers works is they always start out with like a small math concept that you can apply to the beginning yes. and then they spin that out to be something much bigger and it's totally ludicrous like and, and i'm like okay well you'd need like three days with the supercomputer to crunch that out or yeah but you'd have to spend three weeks entering all the data points to, order to
0: do all of that are there cool math teachers out there using clips from numbers in their classroom <laughs>
2: <laughs> i do not know okay I do not know. This
0: isn't like when I was studying journalism in high school and we got to watch all the president's men. Because... No, I mean,
2: maybe because I was out of school by the time yeah. it first came around. Number three years. Um, I, it, I give it a three. Yeah, go three. I it's agree. Fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, if we need a default answer, three is in the name of the show.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, napability. Well, I never nap. No, no. I'm watching it. No. Hope. One. Sounds like a
0: two. Or I'm one, putting yeah. one. Great.
2: Re- rewatchability. Well, I have rewatched the whole series <laughs> three times. It's a four. Yeah, <laughs> automatic four. And there are certain episodes that I really like that I come back
0: and just watch. <laughs> the two cathedrals episode of Num Threeers is just. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a joke for six people. I yes.
2: love it. <laughs> the, uh, horniness factor? Well, again, they are brothers. Yeah, so...
0: so there's
1: not horniness. It's just that they're good looking, or or he's right. good looking. I don't really. David Kromholtz doesn't do it for me. I mean,
2: me. he looks the cur- the curly mop actually yeah. is better than the short hair. Sure. So I think. He has a real big nose, and when he has that much hair, it kind of minimizes the nose yes. a little bit. But he has a super pretty girlfriend, yes, who's also a math genius. Of course. And then Don has a couple of different Ladies. girlfriends. But I don't know. It's
0: like a, uh, it's a two, yeah. I think. Yeah, anytime you've got brothers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: Kind of minimizes yeah. the horniness. Yep. Long-term story arc, this is where the family drama yeah. comes in. Yep. And it, it's a real conflict where... Um, Charlie has always been this golden boy and kind of cradled and protected his whole life and their parents' time was always given to Charlie and Don kind of had to fend for himself and now that they're grown up, he's still in this, you know, ivory tower of privilege and really insulated from the real world that Don lives in every day. So Don is very torn between wanting to, like, shake a sense of reality into his brother and protect him from, you know, the hard truths of the world. And Charlie, on the other hand, adores like his cool older jock brother and he just wants to hang out with him and and be with them. So they have that tension and then there's always tension of sort of what's my purpose in life and can Charlie make a greater contribution like publishing great new math research or saving one life at a time you know, with the FBI is this really the best use of his time. And, and, you know, and Don's having some existential, like again, with what difference am I making putting people in jail when there are always more bad people. And he kind of, um, sort of delves back into his Jewish roots. So I, I I think it's
1: great. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five baby. All right. Ease of access. Is it, I, I mean, besides on DVD, it's on Hulu. Ooh, it is! Woo! So we give that, we give that a four,
0: three. See if...
2: There are no results for "num three years. Come on, <laughs> oh. try the three is in the title. Try it,
0: yeah. Try it without the three. I think that's yeah.
2: your. Yep, yep, yep,
1: yep, <clears throat> yep, yep, yep,
2: yep. it is available
1: only on Hulu for streaming. Okay, mm. we give that. I guess I get three. Mm-hmm. I that's what we give it.
2: That's fine. All right.
1: Woo. I'm,
0: okay. I'm doing
2: <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew this would take, I'm glad your thing got canceled, Hillary. I
1: know.
0: I know. Uh, <laughs> I've only gotten um, several texts from Sam being like, you're still going? <laughs> uh, okay. All well, right. I've, the results. I've tabulated here very quickly. Let me just, uh, somebody check my yep. counting abilities. Because doing it vertic- like obviously I should have turned oh, yeah, this, yeah, I yeah, should yeah, have pivoted yeah, yeah. this, but I didn't. So. Uh I'm no Where's
2: a two? There's no two. No, oh, that's, because, because, there's a, a that's because there's a tie yeah, for yeah, one there's a tie for
0: one. And so that Three, is four, something five more... six seven eight nine. We're gonna have to do a tiebreaker. Uh should go from the bottom up. Sure. Because I think that's the most controversial response yeah. is number nine. I think it is. Castle. Yes. At, at twenty one points, it's castle. Dun dun dun. Boy, castle heads get at us. Yep. Tell tell us why.
2: This yep. is a better example. Of the genre, uh, number eight, sleepy hollow 24
0: points. Sleepy hollow yeah. seventh, uh, with 28 points is The Mentalist. Sorry, Dave. Sixth, with <laughs> 29 points, is Murder. She wrote, she wrote. <laughs> uh, and, and despite being dragged down with the horniness factor, uh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's yeah, it's acquitting itself quite nicely, as yes, yes, it, it is. is from the 80s. Indeed, yeah. yep. uh, number five, it,
0: its roots are showing with 30 number points. Five
2: is Chuck, Chuck. Yep. Not too bad in the list. Yep. I, I I was worried about number four. Oh, I know. I'm so happy. That, you know, and, and, and might, we're a numbers family. <laughs> we might
0: inadvertently push it higher than I think than I maybe a bit, but we'll see what the Although, listeners have yeah, to say about that. Number three <laughs> okay. with 34 points is Lucifer.
2: That's entirely the horniness. Yeah, yes, the
0: preposterousness <laughs> uh, weighs it down, but the horniness brings it up. <laughs> yep. And, and tide, tied, tied. Does... Through our very scientific method, at 38 points apiece boners as we call it in the house <laughs> and white collar bones and white collar all right is, can we do a can we do a tiebreaker here i mean what do we bones and white I collar oh, i
2: boy. mean you I, it, I think i like white collar better but i think you have to go for a bone well, yeah. right i
0: think the bones is just the network success i mean we're talking yeah. about a usa network show versus network television yep Fo- i mean fox so basically network television yep so you heard it, heard it here,
2: folks. This scientific <laughs> reckoning has said that Bones is the best example of the cop, not cop. I genre. mean, it
1: it kind of is.
2: Remember, this has nothing to do with quality, right? A little bit. No, <laughs> this has nothing to do with whether or not you should like it. It's about as an example of the genre. That is what we have scientifically determined i kind of don't want meredith to listen to this episode (laughs) well that's all right
0: when meredith gets back from her honeymoon we can do we can we can rank the various procedurals just as a different and then we can see where svu lands because i think you know she and i doing ncis versus svu right we'll do a little alphabet ranking or something
2: yeah one good thing is i don't think meredith watches any cop not cop shows so she can't challenge us on any of these rankings. All right, question of the week. (laughs) What shows did we miss? Please peer review. Just not think of, please let us know. (laughs) And give us your reasonings. And if you think we really, you know, ranked something wrong on this, absolutely, you know, give us your alternate viewpoint. Just, you know, I would say like, hey, and in my opinion, I feel like you guys, you know, were insufficient in this way rather than being like you idiots. Yes. Yes. How could you totally get this so wrong? Be gentle. You jerkwads. You know, just don't no name calling. Um and well, I'm sure we have a bunch that we have forgotten and we'll be happy. To hear about them, okay, Hillary, recommend something. Okay,
1: quickly, quickly, I'm going to recommend the Improvement Association. It's the podcast. I mean, at
2: this point, why, why do we bother with quickly? Like I know if it's yeah. two hours and <laughs> twenty five minutes or two hours <laughs> and thirty
1: minutes. True, true. The Improvement Association. I don't have a ton to say about it. I just listened to it this week. It's about uh, Bladen County. Like a, there was some uh, allegations of voter fraud, and it's Zoe Chase, who you've probably heard on This American Life. Uh, doing a deep dive in it. I think it's about five episodes. I enjoyed it. Um, The thing that I like oddly enjoy is Zoe Chase's extremely hardcore Midwestern accent. It mm-hmm. like pleases yeah, she, me. Definitely. Like she leans into it and does not shy away from it. And I just really enjoy it for some reason. So I, but it was good. It was, it was not as, you know, easy as like, well, obviously there was no, you know, this is ridiculous and it's racism and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. So I enjoyed it.
2: They reviewed it on Crime Writers on this week, and they were uh, they mostly like it. Mm -hmm. Three out of the four of them gave it an unreserved thumbs up. And Rebecca was like, "I don't know. This sort of seems a little bit like racism one hundred and one. For sure. Here, like this is this is uh, talk about racism that we should have had in two thousand fourteen. Yes. And a a little bit of like credulous white lady.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: But uh, but she said it was very 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 well done. Yeah. Well, that's the
1: thing is that's the thing about it is you know it's that it's a serial. Productions, This American Life, New York Times, like all that kind of stuff. You know, so it's gonna have really high production value. Yep. Seems like we kinda still need a one on one sometimes. So (laughs) Yeah. Clearly in Bladen County, North Carolina, you do.
2: Yep. Uh shameless Amazon plug of the week. Fuck you, Bezos. Fuck you. And additionally, fuck you, Elon Musk. Yes. If I can talk about people who are rapidly transforming into Lex Luthor (laughs) of a different stripe. Why is he going to be on SNL? I mean, I know why. It's the same reason that they had Donald Trump on SNL four years ago or five years ago or whatever it was. It's the stunt. It's for ratings. It's to get everybody talking like everybody is. It's just that he's such a grotesque person, like personally.
0: Yep. I don't want to watch him. Me either. And as we said before we started, we don't even get any grimes out of him. No. He's not funny. He's just strange.
2: And unpleasant. And I wasn't going to watch SNL anyway, but now I super won't. No. So, agree. Come on, Lauren. No. Be better. Be better. Be better. It it doesn't, you don't, you didn't have to have Elon.
0: Ugh.
1: He's ruining Austin, too.
0: (laughs) Come on, no.
2: I'm so sorry, Ellery.
0: All right, get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com and throw your phone.com for your comments to us. The Facebook group This Show Has Everything has everything about this show. And as proven by the recent Oscars thread, some spectacular engagement from all of you. So thank you there. If you have not, uh, if you're anti-Facebook, we understand. But if you're not, it's a good place to hang out. The show Twitter, which does occasionally get updated for the sake of not... Uh, Not being completely abandoned is at Show, You can email us at tishy at 10710.com. And yes, pictures of your cat are very welcome. Send us a voice memo if you'd like to be featured on the show the way Scott was, though I'm not sure anyone can be featured quite the way Scott was (laughs) last week. And you can fax me, any body part of your choice, at 617-354-8513. Until next time, that was... Absolutely everything we could think of about cop, not cop.
2: I think we may have bitten off more than we really that one. isn't that fun? the story of cop, not cop though. <laughs> Get. looking at pictures of tom ellis shirtless one two three four five
1: god two and a half hours
2: so there's leg on that one save it save it for the next show nine